within the pages of a mystical storybook, a tapestry of ever-changing tales unfolds. Welcome to the Chronicles of the Damned, a captivating series that weaves together realms of unimaginable wonders and haunting mysteries. Venture into a world where the very fabric of reality is in flux, where heroes and heroines navigate shifting landscapes and face new perils with each turning of the page. From the darkest corners of horror to the realms of high fantasy, each trilogy of episodes reveals a different theme, crafting a unique narrative tapestry. Discover the secrets of ancient civilizations, eldritch powers that defy comprehension, and the harrowing depths of the human psyche. Traverse enchanted forests where legends come alive and mythical creatures roam. Ascend towering citadels where power and politics shape the fate of nations. Plunge into the depths of unexplored abysses where the mysteries of the cosmos await your discovery. With every triad of tales, a new chapter unfurls, inviting you to embark on a fresh adventure. Each theme, distinct and captivating, will transport you to a world beyond imagination, where magic and danger entwine. Will you delve into the depths of untold secrets, or ascend to the heights of heroic legend? The choice is yours as you immerse yourself into the boundless possibilities of this ever-evolving storybook. Welcome to Chronicles of the Damned. In the realm of ever-changing tales, welcome to the Chronicles of the Damned. With each session, a new chapter unfolds, revealing wonders and dangers unimagined. Embrace the journey, for heroes will rise, destinies will be written, and their storybook will come alive before your very eyes. Prepare to be enchanted as we venture forth into a world where imagination knows no bounds. I am your story weaver. Let the story begin. So, first off, we want to say thank you to Critical Role for the amazing music that you hear uh, in our countdown and that you'll hear during our break. Their album, Welcome to Taldore, also Welcome to Wild Mounts. They are available anywhere you can stream. Um, please, please go check out their music. It's amazing. Thank you for allowing us to use it. So... Last we left off, the adventurers found themselves inside of the story of a comic book with new powers, new abilities, and new enemies um, taking on a gargantuan beast that was taken out um with a little bit of help you all went back to recover and you found that the tapestries in this sanctum came to life telling you about your destiny about the weaving of time and how you are destined to stop Ragnarok. And with that, a door opened 
you went inside and the mysteries began. Various challenges, testing of mind and strength, um, testing of morality, and we found ourselves inside the Council of Shadows, testing each chair. You, and that's where we're picking up tonight with the chair that shows a coded message, um, a cryptic cipher. I will say you do notice, Pam, you're looking at the cipher trying to figure it out. Everybody else notices that this is the fourth chair out of seven that were originally there. The other three chairs disappeared. They faded into somewhere. Huh. You're not sure where. Um, but this, there is a complex code that must be put together. Um, I gave you guys the code, but I will give it to you guys again. Um, I will post it for you guys again so you can see. So there is your code. Um, and it is up to you to crack the cipher. Do we have anything that would give us a hint on what the cipher means? Or staring intently, going through different things and trying to rearrange letters and stuff. Um, Pam, give me. Um, let's see here. Give me a perception check. Okay. So you can figure it out. What do you got? Eight out of eight. Nice. All right. Okay. So you begin thinking. You've studied some cryptography before in in your life. Um not to the extent of knowing exactly what it is the second you see it, but with some thinking and some remembering, you realize that this is a simple letter shift cipher. Um, meaning that the letters are off by one. So I start, I'm looking and I'm like, I kind of sat up next to Pam. I'm like, so, uh, what, what do we do with this? I'm, I'm confused. Give me a second and stop disrupting me. Three. In the shadows. We safeguard the secrets of the past. To protect the future. The Council of Shadows stands against the darkness that threatens to consume the realms. You must choose your path to reveal the truth or remain 
veil in ignorance remember that not all is as it seems hmm so to say how she said it without sounding like a first grader um, <laughs> in the shadows, we safeguard the secrets of the past to protect the future. The Council of Shadows stands against the darkness that threatens to consume the realms. You must choose your path to reveal the truth or remain veiled in ignorance. Remember that not all is as it seems. Hmm. You get the sense all of you get the sense that you must choose your path before the chair is complete. So, what do we choose? Okay. I looked at, I asked everybody else. Well, there was reveal the truth and stay <clears throat> ignorant. Right? But it, I Reveal mean, the, the truth or remain veiled in ignorance. Or remain veiled, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say... We kept the last thing a secret, so I guess we have to say our main bailed. Right. I mean that's how we reveal it. I I I would say reveal the truth because if we remain veiled in ignorance, we're not gonna see the true path. Well, does it mean like have it be revealed to us or to everybody? I think just us. If it's the us reveal the truth, but if this is like uncover everybody's secrets, I don't think it is. I think this is just something else. I think I say we reveal the truth. This is not one of those situations like because before. Remain veiled in ignorance. It possibly could mean that we will never figure out the truth of who and what is trying to trigger Ragnarok. But if we reveal the truth, we can try and figure out who's trying to trigger Ragnarok. Yeah, do I do I feel like it's talking about us or talking about other people? Cuz I'm trying to figure out if if their if their thinking is correct or if my thinking's correct. All right, would everybody like to know that answer? Yes. Everybody give me perception, please. 8 out of 8. Mm -hmm. There went that. Pam, you have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I'm drawing a blank. Okay. And out of ten. Okay. Seven out of ten. I will say because there are two natural successes, it'll negate that. So, so it completely... is it is a success, technically. If it was <laughs> one one Critical success would have made it still a failure, but because there's two, and this is a group effort, it's everybody gets. So, yay! You get the sense that this is not as much of a moral dilemma as like what you faced before. This is pertaining to you. Do you okay. want to reveal the truth, no matter how bad it is, or do you want to remain? veiled in ignorance and figure it out on your own. Okay, I want to know the truth then. Truth. Yeah. Truth. Truth. Okay. And the chair. 
and another figure appears before a door opens up. Okay. Let's well, I guess let's, let's go through. I go through the door. I follow. Yeah. I'm going to jump on Ben's back. Hey! As, as I've got you, one spider As you go to the door, it's locked. But you look above and you begin to see a message pop up. And all of you hear in your minds in the realm of the book where words become worlds and stories forge destinies. The key to Ragnarok's undoing lies in the heart of the Bifrost. Seek the Well of Ages, and within its depths you shall find the Chronicle of the Cosmos. Guarded by the Guardians of Time, it is your only hope. Combine the wisdom of the Well with the powers you've harnessed to rewrite the ending and restore balance to the worlds. Time is running out. Trust in your choices and seek the Well before the Twilight of the Gods. And then the door unlocks. I have a feeling I'm going to be very, very cold here shortly. I shrug Chris off my shoulders, and I'm like, and, and I, I and have I go, a... I go jump on Ben's back. I was like, ah, there's a spider monkey I know and love. And I <laughs> open the door, and you're transported right back to that room you were in the central platform. But what? now there is another door that appears. Okay. All right, I'm walking through. Okay. You open, and... Upon entering the door of time's echo, you find yourself in a surreal landscape where echoes of past and future events coalesce. The air is thick with the resonance of historical moments and shimmering portals to different eras flicker in the surroundings. The landscape is a collage of historical periods from ancient civilizations to futuristic realms. You witness battles, key decisions, and turning points in history occurring simultaneously. Temporal anomalies create pockets where time seems to bend and overlap. To progress through, you encounter, encounter temporal disruptions that require correction. You must face pivotal moments in history where decisions affect the outcome. In front of you, the first portal stands. I get All off right. the bat. Uh, I kind of look at on his back. Ah, damn it! Oh, my back is more Can you control Chris, please? No. Unfortunately, ah. I'm just married to him. I can't control him. I go up to Chris and I pull him off and say, No! He is my tree to climb, not yours. I'm not trying to climb a tree. I'm just trying to get a free ride. Uh, use your legs. Anyway, I look at the portal. I'm like, So, uh... Rock, paper, scissors, whoever goes through. I just walk through and I'll walk in. Hey! <laughs> I just, I, 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 can't, I bow my head in dejection and just walk through the portal. Okay. I, I follow. Everybody give me perception checks, please. Okay. Four out of eight. Oh, no. Did you do bad? Two out of four. Okay. Uh, nine out of ten. Three out of eight. Chris, what'd you get? 
And that one. So Chris comes through blind. <laughs> um, all right. So as you all step through the temporal portal, the atmosphere shifts dramatically. You find yourselves amidst the bustling streets of ancient Rome, hmm? bathed in warm sunlight that reflects off the worn cobblestones beneath your feet. The city, once a symbol of grandeur, now wears the scars of imminent doom. Citizens move with hurried steps, the air filled with a sense of foreboding as distant echoes of approaching barbarian hordes reverberate through the air. The architecture of Rome stands tall, though the wear and terror evidence. The Colosseum, a majestic but slightly weathered structure, looms in the distance. Temples and marketplaces show signs of both prosperity and decline. The Roman Forum, a hub of political and cultural activity, is abuzz with discussion, while wary eyes cast glances towards the city walls, where preparations for the impending siege are underway. You catch glimpses of Roman legionnaires patrolling the streets, their armor reflecting the fading glory of the once mighty empire. Merchants, aware of the looming threat, hastily pack away goods, and citizens engage in whispered conversations about the uncertain future. You must navigate this vivid tapestry of historical detail, recognizing the key figures and understanding the multifaceted challenges that led to Rome's historic downfall. And here, you do, especially you, get that you are in the time of the fall of Rome. One of the most pivotal points. I, I'm just kind of like looking around and like, and I, 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 I just, I, 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 smack Ben upside heads like, come on, we need to focus. Bright lights. Okay, okay, bright lights. Okay. Um, you shit. <laughs> no, you're, you're fine. Oh, I was gonna play that off well. <laughs> so, huh. um. I want to. I want to kind of like get my bearings and try and. I'm just gonna go up to like a like a random person, like a random Roman walking through, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask them in Roman, "Quisis pretrips" in in Latin, which is translated, "Who's the ruler?" Funny enough, as you move through the bustling streets of ancient Rome, you encounter a weathered figure clad in the attire of a Roman senator. I um. I go up to uh, the yeah. senator. I was like, uh, uh, "Salve, quiches uh, princeps." As you look him over, his toga, once a symbol of prestige, now bears the mark of time and hardship. The senator, just a simple man named Decius, approaches you with a grave expression, as if burdened by the weight of impending calamity. Oh. And he, he almost ignores you. You get the sense that, number one, you can speak English here. Okay. Um, Thank you. So this is, this is because of, because you're hearing all these chirping conversations that are in English. Oh. So you get the sense that because you're almost moving through this temporal space, that things are kind of altered a little bit. So you don't all have to speak Greek and all of Rome, that. Uh, and, in this case, it would be Latin yeah. and possibly some yeah. Yeah. ancient Germanic. But so <laughs> he looks to you, brave Chavalus. Rome 
once the shining beacon of civilization stands on the precipice of disaster. The barbarian horde gathers at our gates. The once mighty empire teethers on the brink of collapse. Choices made in the annals of time have led us here. And now our chance for redemption lies before you. He paces before you, the folds of his worn toga trailing behind. In this moment, decisions will shape the destiny of nations. Will you intervene in the political machinations that weakened our defenses? Shall you boast the morale of our legions or seek alliances with neighboring powers? The path is fraught with challenges, but the fate of Rome rests upon your shoulders. He locks eyes with each and every one of you, his gaze imploring you to consider the profound implications of your choices. Time is a tapestry, and you have the power to weave a new thread, altering the course of history. Choose wisely, for the echoes of your decisions will resonate through the ages. And as that, he disappears. Whoa. Whoa. And all of a sudden, your visions almost like they're like shaky and blurry. And all of a sudden, like warp speed. You are now in what looks to be almost a debate chamber. These are very popular in Rome. They these outside chambers where everybody sits and your your leaders are debating and speaking to the masses. You find yourself in the midst of a heated political forum. The air is thick with tension as influential senators engage in fervent debates over the future of the empire. You, t- you guys are presented with two potential prominent political figures vying for power, each with their own vision of the future. The first you see is Octavius Claudius. Octavius believes in preserving the traditional Roman values and strengthening the military to repel external threats. He advocates for a more centralized government to ensure stability. The other is Lucia Valeria. She is a proponent of social and economic reforms, aiming to address the growing discontent among the lower classes. She seeks to decentralize power and empower the people to build a more uh, egalitarian society. As you all sit there and look, Octavius begins to speak. Esteemed citizens of Rome, Hear me now in this pivotal moment in our history. A great empire stands at a crossroads, and the choices we make today will echo through the ages. I propose a path of order, discipline, and strength. It is in preserving our time-honored traditions, upholding the might of our legions, and consolidating power within the Senate that we secure the legacy of Rome. We face external threats that seek to exploit any weakness within our borders. I stand before you not as a proponent of radical change, but as a guardian of the Roman way of life. Let us strengthen our resolve, fortify our defenses, and unite under the banner of Rome. In doing so, we shall prevail against any who would challenge the glory of our empire. Choose the path of stability, 
choose the path of strength, and together we shall forge a future where Rome stands as the enduring beacon of civilization. Lucilla kind of steps up, laughs him off, and he steps to the side. Dear Romans, we find ourselves at a critical juncture, and the decisions we make today will shape the destiny of our beloved empire. I advocate for a path of wisdom, diplomacy, and inclusivity. Our strength lies not only in the might of our legions, but in our ability to forge alliances, build bridges, and foster a united Rome. I propose a more open and inclusive Senate <clears throat> where the voices of all citizens can be heard. By embracing the diversity of our great empire, we strengthen our foundations and ensure a future that reflects the values of justice, equality, and collaboration. The challenges we face demand not only military prowess, but also the flexibility to adapt to a changing world. Choose the path of diplomacy, choose the path of unity, and together we shall build a Rome that stands not just as a military power, but as a beacon of enlightenment and progress. It is up to you guys to choose to support one of these candidates. You all will choose your supporter, and the people of Rome will follow suit in whatever you choose. So you may ask questions from some of their background. Um, if you want me to reread kind of what their stance is on things, um, but that's up to you. One question for me. Mm -hmm. What is the date? Um, this is, you're, you're not quite sure the actual date. Um, you're, you're looking from history, you're looking, this is probably within the month of the fall of Rome that you know in history. So what you choose here could change the mm. fall of Rome. You are well, right in the precipice of it. I, I look to Ben. So we I can kinda... discuss this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys I, are all together to discuss. I, I look so to I... Ben, and I'm like, who was in charge of Rome when it fell? Oh, sorry. Uh, I do have an actual time. Uh, 476 AD. <laughs> so uh, this is the fall. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, one was in charge? Yeah, I was going to say. Neither uh, of them are in charge. Of this. Right. These, these are new people that are, that would be brought into because current leaders obviously not doing a good job. It's the fall of Rome, but so these people are they're basically trying to bring these people into hopefully the the whole goal before the fall of Rome was the golden age of Rome, and that mm -hmm. that's what they're trying to bring about. Um. Okay, guys. So current emperor in charge of this time frame is best guess. Well, it's a little more nuanced than that. But best guess, it's Emperor Romulus Augustus. He is uh, a little debated how old he is, but he's either between 11 and 15. Um, years old. Years old. By the way. Yeah. Um, we should not be expecting a lot from here. The youngest um, emperor in history. Huh? The youngest emperor in history. Yeah, yeah most, most an effectual one. 
because there really wasn't much for him to do. Um, so who do we choose? <laughs> yeah, that's my thing. See, I I like her idea, but oh yeah, her idea I don't is know great. How helpful that would be in actual war. That's um, no. I'm looking to you know Ben I mean? because he knows more about the Roman Empire. And I'm trying to trying to explain. Do you want uh, to hear their visions again? Oh, I, I heard the visions. I, I know exactly. Does anybody want to hear their visions again? One's more for military, one's more for economic. Okay, Octavius. He believes in preserving the traditional Roman values and strengthening the military to repel external threats. He advocates for a more centralized government to ensure stability. Lucia is a proponent of social and economic reforms aiming to address the growing discontent among the lower classes. She seeks to decentralize power and empower the people to build a more egalitarian society. Okay, what does egalitarian mean again? Everybody's equal, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it's Which democracy. In a war, that's more chaos than anything. It, it's democracy, okay. but in I'm a time sorry. of war, it is chaos. I'm going to tell you everybody right now, the Roman Empire at this point is just Italy, all right? Gaul or France as we know it. Yeah. Most of it's been overrun by the Franks and or what will be the Franks and the Germans. The Visigoths have overrun Spain and the Vandals have taken Africa. Britain has already been abandoned for about near on sixty years about now. Give or take. So the Saxons are the Saxons, Jews, and Angles are starting to land and set up shop there. The the Eastern Roman Empire is still standing, but for but it's a separate empire at this point. So there's really not. I mean, I see the social reform probably. Then. The social reform will is going to make things better for it. Yeah. But put outside any notion that this is going to revitalize the Roman Empire for all intents and purposes. The Roman Empire hasn't even does not exist. Hell, as I'm. As I, I kind of like fan around looking at Rome, this isn't even the capital anymore. Raviana to the north is the capital. This had Rome hasn't been the cap the actual functioning capital of of the Roman Empire for damn near a hundred years. So that just kind of tells you everything that Rome yeah. isn't the actual the central government of the Roman Empire. So yeah. the social reforms is the best way to make things better. It's going to lay the foundations for a better future for the people in this in here. But any chances, uh, I mean, Rome's military is Germans. They, they just hired the Germans to fight for them. There's no, they, the guy, he, I point to Claudius, is like he could talk all about restoring the Roman honor, military traditions, but they, those haven't been there since, since until the Hun showed up. And that was about a couple centuries ago. <laughs> he's just he's kind of standing there going. Oh. Yeah. I look over to him like, yeah, you can you can pout all you want there, Claudius, but you know I'm right. And he is wearing like a legionnaire uniform. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like whatever he is a legionnaire. <laughs> yeah, this hasn't worked. The okay, so Guys, I love the Roman Empire. I'm putting my trust in you that. Yeah, I, 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 I love the Roman Empire as much as Chris loves ancient Egypt. Okay, but at this point, we're about 400 years too late. We should, we should, we need, we need to get here in the crisis in the third century and help. So what you're saying is you should go reform. Reform. Reform is the only way because what's going to happen? I'll tell. What's going to happen? It's going to make everybody better. The people in the long run. Yeah. yeah, where the jerk, uh, Odeker is coming. 
He is going to sack Rome. It's done. Robert, the emperor is going to live out the rest of his days in, in, or out, on an island outside of Naples. And that's We're the end of it. And shove him towards Lucia's side. So he yeah! That's where I made the decision. Okay. So you're choosing Lucia. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> as you choose to support Lucia, you're you're beginning to it's it's crazy because you're all of you see flashes in your mind of what's to come with this. As you choose to support Lucia, the political dynamics of Rome take a different turn. Lucia, known for her emphasis on preserving the traditional values of the Roman Republic, becomes a prominent figure. The Senate experiences a period of conservatism, and the city maintains a sense of stability rooted in its historical principles. Under Lucia's leadership, with the choice she made, they decided to focus on still maintaining Rome's military might and maintaining its territorial integrity. While this approach ensures a more disciplined and traditional society, it also leads to some social unrest among some of those seeking more progressive changes. Your decision creates a Rome that is resilient, but possibly resistant to significant transformation. But you do see an uptick in a little bit of reform um, under Lucia. And with that you are then transported to another section of Rome. You come across two prominent figures of Rome's military. The different, two different paths for their future military engagements. The first is Caius Marius. Gaius or Caius? Caius. Caius Marius. Caius Marius. Okay, that's important. A season, not Gaius. I was about to say. A seasoned military leader known for his military reforms and populist approach. He advocates for forming alliances with powerful external forces. He argues that a strong and expansive military coalition will secure Rome's dominance in the region. You must decide whether to support Marius's vision of an aggressive expansionist Rome. Then there's Scipio Africanus. <laughs> <laughs> On the other side stands Scipio, a respected general who emphasizes diplomatic solutions and alliances based on mutual respect. Scipio believes in maintaining a balance of power and avoiding unnecessary conflicts. Choosing Scipio's approach could lead to a more diplomatic Rome focused on building strategic partnerships rather than an aggressive expansion. Your decision here will shape the trajectory of Rome's military engagements and alliances, influencing its relations with neighboring states and distant territories. You already know where I'm leaning. You're just going to do whatever I say? No. Yeah, but there's a pro... I... Okay. See, yeah, I, I, get, I think I get what you're thinking, Ben, because... Diplomacy's good, but they have so little land right now. It's it's not even just that. Okay, so Marius is basically the best one because it's going to he has his his the Marian reforms as they're called have such a far reaching effect that um you really can't calculate it. You really can't. It has to be. It has to be uh, Caius Marius. He has to be. It has to be him because 
He's he he just makes the Roman military bigger, better, more efficient, and uh, makes it a powerhouse, which influences militaries throughout history. So changing this is not just changing the Roman Empire or the Roman yeah. Republic at this point. It's we're changing world history, at least European history. That sounds fun. I feel like I I feel like there's a a, a conspiracy That's going on here. What so, do you mean? I mean mm-hmm. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't the other way like make diplomacy more centralized, other than like the military and invasions and stuff? Because like, I see where you're coming from. The problem is, is that the Roman military structure at this point is that you the only way to be a uh, in the Roman military you have to be a land holding citizen. Mm-hmm. There's just not that many people in the Roman Republic to do that. Well, keep, Mark, keep in mind, you just changed the military. I know I did. Yeah. With, with, with the with Marian, her. the Marian reforms were the most radical military change. Well, no, I'm saying like Lucia, you just changed the way the military works. Oh, I, well. I, but that's later. This the Marius is a little bit before. Same with Cyprico Africanus. This is this is Roman Republic times. This is hundreds of years before this. Um, but the problem is, is that Marius reforms allows for so many people to join the Roman military, like free for, at this point, free, free slaves, free freemen have very little rights under the Rome. They have no path to citizenship. Yeah. Except, but with the Marian reforms, they do. They, they are able to serve their 20 years and become Roman citizens at the end. The Auxiliary Corps, they are able to um, become citizens. This is going to expand the might of Rome exponentially, and this is going to allow it to expand over Europe, North Africa, and the Middle East. Under okay. During the way Scoop, Ske, Skepi, Scipio wants to do it is... Scipio? Scipio, not Scipio. Sorry. Yeah, it's the way Scipio wants to do it is it's it's not going to make Rome the powerhouse, basically. Yeah, I mean... A more I aggressive like, approach. Yeah, more aggressive because even then we're kind of still making... We have to be unanimous. Yes, I agree. I, I think the Marian... Going with Marius will, will allow the Marian forms to start and allow Rome to become a central powerhouse as, that, that we know them to. That yeah. we know them too. What but with the I with just the latest question out there for you, Ben. Sure. Okay. You're going off of what you know. There is still the if actors factors of what could happen. That's true. And this is not me for going off debate. This is me going. No, no, no. You're right. We don't know to... what. Yeah, we 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 fundamentally don't know what a Rome would look like without. I kind of want to test it. I kind of want to test it, Ben. Let let. Go out on the limb here. Let's test this and see how it goes. You are, it is the end of the world. Um, okay, yeah. I mean, eventually, but, the there's a lot of other factors that led to Rome's downfall, but it also one of them was the, the military. So, yeah, we can do with the, the Scipio Africanus one. Keep in mind. I'm cool with that. Everybody agree? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Choosing to align with Scipio Africanus and focus on military alliances, you find yourselves navigating the complex world of Roman military strategy and diplomacy. 
diplomatic maneuvers and alliances, you serving as advisors to Scipio, become deeply involved in diplomatic efforts to secure alliances with other powerful factions, cities, and even foreign nations. Scipio emphasizes the importance of strategic alliances and strengthening Rome's position. You actively participate in military campaigns led by Scipio. You are involved in critical decisions regarding troop movements, battle strategies, and engagements with external threats. Scipio's emphasis on flexible and innovative military tactics shapes your approach to warfare. You encounter rival military commanders, senators, and political figures who oppose Scipio's approach to alliance and warfare. Navigating these rivalries becomes a crucial aspect of your role in your decisions to impact the your decisions to impact the success of diplomatic initiatives. And Scipio's approach may involve dealing with external threats, including conflicts with rival nations or internal uprisings within allied territories. You address challenges arising from external pressures and maintain the ability of Rome's alliances. And successfully navigating these challenges, you witness the long-term effects of Scipio's emphasis on diplomacy and military strategy. Rome's alliances and military prowess shape the course of its history, leaving a lasting impact on the Roman Republic. He propels you into a world where diplomatic negotiations and military campaigns and strategic alliances play a pivotal role. Now, I need everybody to roll... This is going to determine the outcome of Rome. Oh, as no a, pressure. As a group effort. No pressure. Everybody, because this is Rome, roll strength. Strength. Oh, that's not good for oh. me. Because this is one of the strongest. Oh. Oh, Remember, it's a group roll, so. Okay, we're going to need even that looking. group roll. Yeah, we're definitely going to need that group roll. Roma Victori. Eight out of eight. It sounded very Russian, though. <laughs> that was hey, a Russian Dad. accent. Sorry, my Latin Roma accent. Roma Victori. Eight out, uh, yeah, eight out of eight. Uh, nine out of twelve. Okay, crit one. fail. What'd oh. you get? Rome burns because of you. A two. Well, we've got two crits and a success. So, I will tell you something <laughs> that was never seen. Before uh, a portal opens up before you and you step through, as you step through the temporal portal into Rome, shaped by your decisions for a golden age, you witness a breathtaking transformation. The city is bustling with activity, vibrant markets and magnificent structures. Temples dedicated to various gods stand tall, reflecting the spiritual and cultural richness of the area. People from different backgrounds coexist harmoniously, enjoying the fruits of the economic prosperity. The Senate, adorned with statues of wise leaders, convenes to make decisions that benefit the entire empire. You all are celebrated as, as architects of this glorious period, your actions shaping an era of peace, enlightenment, and progress. I kind of want to go to a temple now. <laughs> and then a portal in front of you opens up once again. Oh, yeah. Walk through it. Mm -hmm. Walk through it. Walk through. I take one best yep. longing look at Rome. At the golden age of Rome. Imagine what would have happened. Um, 
Let's not get bent on that rant. No, no, no God, please no. don't. Okay, I'm agreeing. You don't um, have to emphasize your dissatisfaction. All right. <clears throat> so as you step through the second portal, transition is a mesmerizing experience. The surroundings morph and twist. The colors intensify and the air is filled with a palpable energy. Moments later, you find yourselves in the hearts of a Renaissance city transported to a time of cultural and intellectual revival. The visual transformation is marked by a kaleidoscope of swirling colors, reminiscent of paint strokes on an artist's canvas. You are enveloped in a radiant glow as you emerge into the bustling city. The Renaissance city unfolds before you, revealing towering cathedrals, opulent palaces, and lively marketplaces. The architecture is adorned with intricate sculptures and frescoes, showcasing the period's emphasis on aesthetics. Air is filled with the sounds of creativity, musicians' melodies, the clinking of artisan tools, and the lively discussions of scholars. You see the Grand Cathedral of Renaissance, a testament to the era's fusion of art and spirituality. The Palazzo degli Artisti, a magnificent palace serving as the hub for artistic collaboration, and the Market of Wonders. A lively scene filled with merchants hawking exotic goods, rare manuscripts, and technological curiosities. The atmosphere is charged with the fervor of creativity and intellectual exploration. Scholars engage in animated discussions. Artists passionately ply their trades, and the city pulses with the excitement of innovation. Where are we? Where are you? I look around and I'm. Can you repeat where this is? The artist. What was that? You saw. You saw the Cathedral of Renaissance, the Palazzo degli Artisti, and the Market of Wonders. We we are in Renaissance Italy, and if I am not mistaken, we might be in Florence. You are. We are in Florence. You are in Florence, Italy, at its prime. This is one of the Florence, Italy at this time was one of the most beautiful places in the world. And as you look around, there is a group ahead of you, kind of in a semicircle surrounding these two people, and you see uh, easels propped up, but you can't you can see the back of the people that are up at the easels. I kind of discreetly try and step around. I want to see, get a look at their faces, see if I can recognize them. Everybody? Yeah. 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 All right. Give me perception checks, please. Okay. I passed. Okay. I got a five. seven out of eight. Okay. Five out of eight. Five out of five. Five out of five. Five out of five. What, what do you, oh, five out how do you have a D5? How do you have a D5? Five. Six so out of ten. Multiply and then divide okay. and then add and subtract all at the same time. Okay. As you look, you see two painters. On one side stands the maestro of meticulous detail and masterful technique. His canvases breathe life into every stroke, capturing the essence of reality with unparalleled precision. This is Leonardo. Da Vinci. Oh. I kind of look over to him. On the other side, 
you see the sculptor painter whose work exudes raw passion and evokes powerful emotions. Mm. His art transcends the confines of traditional forms, pushing the boundaries of expression. You see Michelangelo. I'm just like... I take Ben's hand and I push it down. It's like, don't draw a children. Protect Michelangelo and Leonardo da Vinci. Okay, cool. And at this, Leonardo da Vinci looks... Shut up. Leonardo looks right to you. Oh. Esteemed travelers. Uh, from beyond the veil of time. Shit. Uh, of course you would know. I bid thee welcome... If anybody, these yeah. two would know. Um, I bid thee welcome to the Renaissance, an era of boundless possibilities, and the unbridled pursuit of knowledge. In this age, the canvas of existence is painted with the strokes of scientific revelation and artistic mastery, an intricate tapestry woven with the threads of reason and passion. Behold the wonders of the cosmos, as he's pointing to his tapestry. The wonders of anatomy, the wonders of nature laid before you. I beckon thee to embrace the marriage of art and science, to partake in the divine dance of intellect and inspiration. For in this renaissance, the mind is unshackled, soaring to heights previously unimaginable. Shall we not, together, Sculpt a future where human understanding reaches its zenith. A golden age where the pursuit of knowledge illuminates the darkest corners of ignorance. Join me and let our collective genius usher forth an era that transcends the bounds of imagination. The Renaissance awaits a splendid symphony of human achievement where the echoes of our endeavors resonate through the annals of history. Will you be the architects of the resplendent age? And he turns back like he didn't even talk to you at all and is painting. And Michelangelo looks to you. Greetings, the realms unknown. Witness the splendor of the Renaissance where art and passion converge to birth masterpieces that shall echo through eternity. I am Michelangelo, sculptor and artist. And I beckon you to embrace the divine spark of creativity that courses through this era. Beyond the marble, transformed into ethereal forms, the raw stone giving birth to angels and titans alike, the chisel, my faithful companion, sculpts not only stone, but the very essence of the human spirit. In this renaissance, I invite you to become artisans of the sublime, co-creators of beauty that transcends moral limitations. Let us sculpt a world where every stroke of the brush and every strike of the chisel elevates humanity to new heights. Together, we can manifest a golden age where the aesthetic and the divine entwine, inspiring generations yet unborn. Join me in reshaping a renaissance where the sculptors of our collective imaginations stand as testaments to the infinite potential of the human soul. Will you forge this legacy with me? You must choose which artist you propel into their arts. Mm. Just like you did in the last era, you are going to reshape Italy in its Renaissance era. So, historically speaking, 
to put it in perspective, they went with Michelangelo. The church went with Michelangelo. They wanted pretty pictures. They didn't want new inventions. So, so we go opposite. Yeah. 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 We go with Da Vinci because Da Vinci, because if we go, if we're just going to choose the what happened in history, we won't prevent Ragnarok. We yeah. need to. Da Vinci was both artist and inventor, scientist, whatever. Me. Was he complete? Oh, go ahead. He's Sorry. become a chaos gremlin now. I mean, in all honesty, I thought the church was kind of dumb for not going with Da Vinci. Well, we we, yeah. we would have had airplanes sooner, probably. Maybe. Yeah. Well, it. He, he did create the first flying device. He, so. he drew designs for whether they would have worked or not. That's that's a matter of debate. But he would have proved. But he and Michelangelo inspired so many great artists and sculptors. But Da Vinci inspired many great scientists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What could have happened if if Da Vinci had had the full patronage of the Vatican, like you know, like Michelangelo did? Who knows. I say go with Da Vinci because we he maybe Da Vinci makes something that works. Maybe he doesn't, but he inspires. But with the full bank, backing, we won't know. We might be surprised. Or the industrial. For all we know, the industrial revolution happens in the 1500s instead of the 1700s. Who knows? Yeah. Screw it. I say go with Da Vinci because everybody yeah. agree. Yeah. 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 All right. We made him into a uh, chaos gremlin. It flashes in your mind. <laughs> Ben, you are amazed at this. Obviously, this being your favorite stuff. Choosing to align with Leonardo da Vinci, the Renaissance blossoms into a golden era of artistic innovation and cultural enlightenment. Under Leonardo's guidance, the period witnesses an unparalleled flourishing of creativity, scientific discovery, and humanism. The realms of art and science meld seamlessly, resulting in advancements that propel society forward. Leonardo's visionary pursuits yield extraordinary works of art and scientific breakthroughs, leaving an indelible mark on history. The period becomes a period, a beacon of inspiration, fostering intellectual curiosity and nurturing the growth of knowledge. The legacy of the Renaissance resonates across the ages, shaping a world where the pursuit of artistic expression and scientific inquiry coexist harmoniously. The golden age born from the alliance with Leonardo da Vinci reverberates through the ages, elevating humanity to new heights of understanding, appreciation, and innovation. The beauty and wisdom of this renaissance endure, casting a radiant light upon the tapestry of history. Well, it looks like we... the right choice. Oh, yeah. Leonardo could have done so much. I mean, like you said, would all of his inventions have worked? Maybe, maybe not, but they would have gotten a lot further and they may have inspired another generation. You then are all jolted to a new area of Florence still. You're approached by two influential figures. Uh oh. Ones that I personally love because I studied this. I studied this pretty hard. All right, Chaos Gremlin. Niccolo Machiavelli, a renowned political philosopher and statesman, emerges as a master strategist in the intricate game of politics. 
Dressed in elaborate Renaissance attire, Machiavelli approaches the approaches you with an air of shrewd calculation. He presents a vision of a Renaissance dominated by cunning diplomacy, strategic alliances, and the art of statecrafts. Machiavelli argues that by mastering the subtle machinations of power, they can that you can shape the destiny of nations and ensure stability in the face of external threats. Do you want to take a guess on who the second figure is? Oh. Why did you tell me? I, I'm drawing a blank. Cesare Borgia. <laughs> On the opposing side stands Cesare Borgia, a charismatic and ambitious military leader. He's also a dick. Clad in resplendent armor, Borgia advocates for a renaissance characterized by military prowess, conquest, and the expansion of territories. He envisions a world where strength on the battlefield translates into political dominance and lasting influence. Borgia argues that securing military might is the key to ensuring stability and securing the interests of Florence against external foes. Both figures present their cases to you with fervor, emphasizing the crucial role their respective strategies play in the uh, geopolitical landscape of the Renaissance. You must now decide whether to align with the cunning maneuvers of Machiavelli or the martial aspirations of Cesare Borgia. Each choice bearing significant consequence for the course of history. Um, and we're not going to mention that Machiavelli and Borgia have a very, very long history. Too complicated. Not yes, even going to get is. into that one. If you guys want to know after, we can, because this was my area of history that I studied. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, so, I'm just going to say we stick with Machiavelli. Because uh, tr- If only they would have. Yeah, because I'm going to tell you right now, the Borgias are chaos incarnate. And if anybody wants to know about the, wants to know what the true, my opinion, the true inspiration behind House Lannister and Jamie and Cersei Lannister is um, just look no further than the Borgias. Yes. I looked at Chris we're just going to leave it at that. No chaos, Gremlin. No. Yeah, we're we're just no, gonna I'm not leave it. Wanting to go with this uh, military the one, dick? I want to go with the other one. Okay, yeah. I'll go with the dick. No, uh, I, 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 no, Bo- no. Borgia was a dick. The... Well, Machiavelli was a dick too, but Machiavelli was smart. So I'm not, okay, we I'm want straight, so I won't choose the dick. Bigger dick. Yes, for for once. Yeah, no, this is this <laughs> is too much for the chaos. We're gonna go for micro. If if. If we in history would have actually, if Machiavelli would have actually gotten in power, everything would have changed. Machiavelli, I, I suggest Machiavelli. Machiavelli. Yep. yep, yep, I agree with you on this one. I won't I'll go with you on this one. There is a book slash show about Machiavelli. Yes, it's a great show. So I will tell you guys after, go watch it. Very good. There's Very two good. versions of it, British and American. I still have um, up the TV. I had to do it for history. All right. So Machiavelli? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Choosing to align yourselves with Machiavelli's vision of cunning diplomacy and strategic statecraft, you immerse yourselves in a world where political maneuvering becomes an art form. Embracing Machiavelli's teachings, you engage in intricate negotiations, form strategic alliances, and definitely navigate the complex web of Renaissance politics. 
Florence experiences a period of relative political stability under the guidance of Machiavelli's pragmatic approach. The city-state consolidates its influence and maintains a delicate balance of power with neighboring territories. For once. Yeah. The emphasis on diplomacy and cooperation fosters an environment conducted to cultural and artistic flourish. Florence becomes a vibrant hub, hub of intellectual exchange leading to advancement in arts, literature, and philosophy. While Machiavelli prioritizes diplomacy, he recognizes the importance of a strong military to deter potential threats. You all contribute to the development of a formidable defense strategy, ensuring Florence is well prepared for any challenges on the horizon. You become embroiled in intricate political intrigues, forming alliances and managing rivalries. You gain the favor of influential figures, solidifying your position as key players in the political landscape. However, this choice does come with challenges. As the world of politics is fraught with betrayals, shifting alliances, and constant need for vigilance. So, with that, as a result of your choices, actually, everybody roll for me again. This is going to determine. For which one? Strength? Uh, for this one, actually, we're going to do, for Machiavelli, we're going to do Charisma. Because he was a very charismatic person. Very charismatic. Oh, good. I passed. Machiavelli is one of my favorite characters in history. Eight out of ten. Okay. No. 10 out of 10. Okay. Two passes, three passes that was, and a crit. That was eight a, out of eight. That was a three out of 10. That's all right, because we got two crits, and yeah. Carr is the only one that failed, basically. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is why I have all I'm my dice. Okay. I have all my dice out and separated so I can easily get stuff. Are you ready to hear what happens? Yeah. As a result of your choices, Florence undergoes a golden age, <laughs> marked by prosperity, artistic brilliance, and cultural enlightenment. The streets are vibrant with life, adorned with masterpieces of renowned artists such as Leonardo da Vinci, Michelangelo, and of course, you have to have Raphael, Donatello. And no, I'm not. I well, I am Master Shredder too. Yes, <laughs> Master Splinter. Splinter, that's it. Uh, Shredder's the bad guy. Yeah. Yes, bad. but they were all made for Renaissance I'm artists. Sorry, so man. don't sue us because you should be sued because they're you took Renaissance artists' names. <laughs> um, <laughs> mm -hmm. Magnificent structures inspired by innovative architectural designs grace the cityscape. The Medici family, supported oh. by you, governs wisely. Fostering an environment where creativity flourishes. The air is filled with the melodies of gifted musicians and the spirited discussions of intellectuals. Florence becomes a beacon of knowledge, attracting scholars and thinkers from across Europe. The Medici court becomes renowned for its patronage and the, of the arts and sciences, contributing to breakthroughs in various fields. City's reputation as a center of learning and culture is celebrated throughout the continent. Citizens enjoy a high standard of living, and the class divide is less pronounced. You all, hailed as heroes, witness a city where the fruits of your decisions manifest in the form of a flourishing renaissance. Florence becomes a model of enlightened governance and cultural brilliance, leaving an indelible mark on the annals of history. A portal 
opens up in front of you. I step through it. Yeah. I step Same through. here. Okay. And you go back into the portal room where another portal awaits. Go Rock, for paper, it. scissors, it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bye. I go oh. through. I go. I run after Chris. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you want to run through this one. <laughs> Everybody give, give me perception checks, please. Great. One. Ooh. Two. Ten. Nine. With my Egyptian dice. It's funny, funny that four. you said nine. Uh, oh. funny, funny that you said nine. Germany. Oh, God in Himmel. <laughs> so, as you step through the portal, you find yourselves in a tumultuous scene from World War II. Oh, shit. Can I kill Hitler? The yeah, air is thick with tension. Hitler is not in this. The acrid scent of gunpowder permeates the atmosphere. The surroundings reflect the stark realities of wartime Europe. Damaged buildings, rubble-strewn streets, and the distant sounds of gunfire and explosions. I hide behind Ben. <laughs> Actually, everybody, roll me. Initiative. No. God. <laughs> I was gonna say, oh my god. Roll me reflex checks, though. <laughs> reflex. Oh, oh yeah, reflex. You're in war, baby. Uh, I might get blown up. Oh shit. I might get blown up too. Eight out of eight. Okay, I got a four out of eight. Okay. Two out of ten. Three out of ten. I'm getting oh. shot. Two out of eight. We're okay. getting shot. So you two. <laughs> This makes sense. The yeah, team with a military background yeah, hear the explosion and you guys instinctively know to move out of the way and you kind of like battle roll out of the way. Um, I'm disappointed. And then I'm up, they see me, I'm down kind of thing. Um, I surroundings to see if we can find something as a uh, cover. Okay. Um, yeah, there's there's uh, various barricades and stuff that you can. But the other failures, you try to dodge out of the way, but you roll the opposite way. A mortar fire hits. It doesn't hit you directly, but it hits close enough to you that gravel. Because, I mean, this was all rubble at this point. Yeah. Gravel hits you. Uh, you all take a point of armor. Ow. And I yell out, Get the cover, you goddamn fools! Yep, yep. Go tackle bed. I'm going to try to get to cover. Ah, get off me! You said get cover. Ben, give yes. me a perception check. Uh, perception. Actually, both of you. You two, Ben. Drink. The The two that are... <laughs> Three out of eight. Uh, six out of ten. Ben! <laughs> you witness a cityscape marked by... Huh? Is it Bustos? You mark, or you witness a cityscape marked by both resilience of the human spirit and the devastating impact of conflict that we know all so well. War-weary civilians hurriedly navigate the streets, casting ancient glances at the sky for obvious reasons that the three others found out. <laughs> Military vehicles rumble by, adorned with the markings of different nations involved in the war. 
Posters and signs convey messages of propaganda urging citizens to contribute to the war effort. This is where we're seeing bond posters, mm. buy, buy military bonds, all of that. Um, you're seeing the iconic I want you posters. So um, where are we? Yeah, we're not in Germany. You are not. You don't know where you are. Uh, I try and... Um... I want to listen to it. I'm assuming these people running are saying stuff. What language am I hearing? English, like everywhere well, else. Oh, yeah, like everywhere right. else. Okay, I, I want to. Like like oh, okay, okay. I, I, I got a question. Right. I got a question. Okay. Um, any landmarks that's still standing? You see, okay. I'm also looking the for US. landmarks. So, no, we can't be no, in the U.S. We also have to remember you guys are in temporal distortions. So remember, now everything's going to be more. You guys went from the fall. Of, you guys went to the fall of Rome from the fall of Rome back a hundred years in oh. and all that. So you guys are in temporal distortions. So it may not be everywhere, Reality. but you, I would say, you guys see. A what looks to be a large, a large building, pillars at the front, but it's becoming collapsed. And you actually see on the uh, right to the right of it, there are two large pillars that are kind of semi-broken. There is a flag strung across it that has a swastika. Uh, I look to the others. I'm like, okay, um, so I think we're in Berlin. That's the Reichstag, and uh, the Russians. Would it, are... Why would we have "We Want You" posters? Uh, that's a very good question because um, those th- are American. Yeah, I think this is I in think... English, and it is Uncle Sam. Okay, so oh god, we but you I are think... seeing allies moving through. We're seeing like British. Americans. You're and... seeing the Allied forces, and actually, so... you are also seeing Axis forces. Are they shooting at each other? They are not. It's okay, I look to everybody, and I'm I'm telling uh, Pam and everybody. Especially like, you two be- that's been to war. It's this, this is, is weird. Okay, this is weird that they're not shooting at each other. I I I have a theory. I think we may have changed some things with our meddling before. Think? No shit, we changed shit. But can I see what they're running from? Oh, I think I know exactly what they're running from. It's probably the Russians. Okay, we got the we got the Brits, we got the French, we got the Americans, and we got the Germans all not shooting each other, and yet gunfire and artillery is raining down on us. Unless this is the end. Unless this is the end, and this is due to the fact that we built up the Romans. That's what I'm saying. And it's actually the Romans. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, GM, are we, do I see or hear any uh, Soviets? Uh, not where you are currently. Okay. Um, okay, everybody, we're gonna have to find a command post and figure out what's going on because the only thing yeah, I can think of getting shot or blown up. Yeah, no shit, honey. Um, that was so fun. the only thing that I can think of is either. We empowered Italy so much that they became I, the power. As he's explaining, I'm doing a 360 uh, looking for 
command tents or where you are you don't have any but there are basically two paths leading outside of uh, potentially out past berlin um so either the russians either world war ii has become the allies and the germans against we don't the even russians. know if this is world war ii uh do I do I see anything that's iconic of World War II or am I seeing I mean, stuff that's I mean from... I mean you're seeing swastika you're seeing the Technically we don't know if this is World War II because but, we changed shit. But all, also uh, the swastika yeah. existed before World War II. It was yeah. Indian. It was Hindu. Uh I I I'm trying to see um So <laughs> let's choose a path that has a lot of barriers that we can do one up one down. Okay, that's fine, um, and hopefully English. we find somebody. <laughs> follow us and do as yeah, we do. follow us. Do not get in front of us. And do as we do. Everybody make okay. perception checks. Six out of eight. Six out of eight. Four out of four. How about ten? Okay. So Elliot's the only one that failed. You all look down at yourselves. Oh, no. Yeah, grenade! Um, you you all look down at yourselves. Ben, you were in a wheelchair. <laughs> My legs. Um, I'm FDR. Hello, Professor X. No. <laughs> um, so you all are in military uniforms. Hey. I pull up. I look at my. Head. I look at my at my arm. Like, Do I, I, I look down at my chest. To see if I have rank there. To see there my is, name there, tag. There, and, is, there is no rank on your chest. There's no rank. Well, I look at the... See if there's any name tags to see what it's saying. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, that would be So, there. But yes, there is no rank on your chest. It is on your sleeve. Okay. There, <laughs> it changes all the time. Well, it, up till recent, it's all it's chest. Only recent is chest. Yeah. It's always been. I look to... Okay. So... You see Command Sergeant Major. Whoa! Wow, I got a promotion. As I'm I'm kind of at bed, I see that I'm like Pam, I better look and I'm like looking at my lapels and my arms. You look at your sleeves, they're you were slick sleeved. But I look look at at my lapel and you see a bird. Damn it! You, you see a silver bird. That's <sighs> if nobody knows that's a full bird colonel. Pam is basically in charge of. I'm essentially the leader. She's God. in charge of like a battalion or a brigade. Off- officer, Pam is officer. He is high enlisted. Yeah, I'm Very the high highest enlisted. Yeah, and, and I I'm one step below a general. Um, mm. the rest of you. Actually, you two look at them, and you look at Chris. Don't look at my chest. I don't want to be ranked. <laughs> on on Chris on Chris's <laughs> arms, you see Sergeant First Class. No. Okay, Chris, you are Sergeant First Class. That means you're a step below Ben, ish. Okay. Quite a few steps, but yeah. yeah. In, in, but in this rank structure, yes. Um. You look at Kara. Kara is slick sleeved. I look at Kara's lapel. Kara 
has two butter bars. Two butter bars? Two bars, you mean? Yes, but in here they are gold. Okay, so... What's that? That should be a... That's a captain. Remember, this is... So, Kara, you have two, but they're... They don't look like a normal captain's bar, but you're an officer like me. A light captain? I'm confused. Captain Bakira. You guys changed history. <laughs> I'm... Yeah. So, uh, look at, I look uh, at Elliot. Okay. Okay. You look at Elliot, and Elliot has Sergeant First Class. Okay. So, okay. Kara and I are in charge. Unless we changed history, and uh, officers of the lowest rank. <laughs> Fuck you, officers that I had to deal with. And knowing Caleb, that's this is, exactly this is what, what I did. This is what I think I, of you. So yeah. I look and see if I see any branch or anything <laughs> like that where it's custom to have. I re I reach in for my dog tags okay. and see what it says on there. It wouldn't have a rank or anything. On but it. it would tell me where what service I'm in. Correct. So, um, you see your social security number. That is, hey, <laughs> <laughs> that is on your dog tags. Yeah, um, they used to do well, that. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, your socials are on your dog tags. It's, it's so you can be identified. Do I see oh, anything okay. on like? Yes, you have your typical name tape over here. Yep. Um, and then right here, it says uh, U.S. Army. Okay. Okay, so that makes sense. Ben, yours says Space Force. Okay. Damn. No, you're Command Sergeant Major. That's yeah. obviously Army. All of us should be Army. Everybody is the same. Okay. You are, okay. It, you, okay. So, you are also all in nice olive uniforms. So we're in... You're in dress. Yeah, we're... So I, I go to everybody like, okay, so we are not grunts in the stre in the sense of, like, we're going and clearing out bunkers and foxholes. We're the command staff guys. And, and yeah. thinking about and, thinking of every, every place that you've been so far, you've been advisors to everything. Yeah, so, so we're, we we're headquarters. We're higher headquarters people. Let's Hence the but, reason why most of you didn't know what to do when the bomb started falling. Okay, yeah. so... No offense, guys. Let's... I'm looking I'm around, him. seeing if I, I see which path has the most degree that we can take cover. Okay, both of them are pretty even. I mean, the area that you're in and the time that it is... There's been so much destruction. You've got mortars constantly And striking. I'm constantly listening to see if I hear... More mortars, and, and and you'll hear the occasional. But you also hear that that sound that was very prevalent in World War Two of the of these planes just flying overhead. So, so I, do we go right or left? Um, which way do those military vehicles come from? Yeah. That's going to give us an idea of what the assembly point is. Uh, I mean, they're they're coming from either direction. All right. Um, you you could probably only see out about 10, 15 feet down that road before it curves around and you can't yeah. see it. Right or left? Let's go left. Somebody, where, which way to command? It's always right. left first. All right. Right, left, right. Um, actually, yeah. Can we? I want to try and um, no. flag down a soldier that's passing through and ask him and and. 
get an idea of where the uh, command post is. There's soldiers around. There's got. I don't care which command post I get to. I just got to get to a command post. Okay. Uh, I care what command post we get to. I want to get to <laughs> ally. Oh no, shit! We have but there are there us. are soldiers okay. walking around, both That's allied likely. and Axis. I go to marching where... together. Look and see if there's any. I'm looking and seeing if anybody's dressed similar to us. With okay. The dress greens. So or... from what you can see, no, most of them look like they're grunts. A lot of them are really beat up. They look like. Do I see anything that symbolizes like army? You. Give me a perception check. Yeah, her. Four out of eight. Okay. No, really. Oh, okay. You look, and where you're standing, the you have that large building that you saw. But as you turn around, there is a. It's weird because knowing the layout of how Berlin was. It's not laid out the same because behind you, you see it. There is a long stretch of buildings and one of the buildings comes to a point at the end. And there's a door on one side and there is a sign that hangs off the door. And it looks like it used to have an actual, like an actual name on it. Um, but you can see that the allied symbol has been like spray painted over it almost. Okay, so we probably don't want to go in there. Well, it's the allied symbol. It's the allied not symbol. the axis symbol. So we want but to go in there. It said it's been spray painted no, over. No, the, the allied the symbol, symbol has been spray painted on the original symbol. Okay. Yeah. So that's probably, so that allied basically so I, saying that yeah. the allied were like, this is ours now. Yeah, so go there. So I go and go into the door. So I, I gesture everybody, follow me. Everybody following? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm going to follow Pam because she outranks him. We're going yeah. the same direction, Chris. Okay. So you walk up and it is a, the door's closed and it is, it's got square pane windows that are quadrant off and it's a large red door with a gold handle. I quickly open the door and walk in. Okay. And... You walk in and your feet immediately hit wood. As you step in, the air hits you cigarette smoke. <coughs> yeah. Oh, God, this is, uh, a, this is just age before filters. Shut up. C yeah, cigar smoke. Cigarette cigars. Um... You step in, Ben, and your foot kind of sticks to the floor a little bit. Not, like, stuck in gum, but there's a little bit of stickiness to the floor. Ah, oh, shit. As that you all look sense. around, give me perception checks, please, as everybody steps in. I already know what this is about, character. Four out of eight. Five out of One. ten. Okay. Two out ten of four. out of ten. Elliot walks into a steel pole that blinds them. Yeah. Um, no. Oof. So Ow. as you all walk in... You see most people dressed like you guys sitting at the bars, drinking, laughing. Oh. I look, I look around and see who's the highest rank. You see sitting at a booth by themselves a slick sleeve. But as you get closer... You see four stars. 
I go immediately go there and salute the general. Okay, and with that, we're taking our break. Damn it! Um, okay. So Damn it. we will be right back. There's everybody. only a few four stars, so I have a few. Oh, there's okay. been a few. Yeah, but we we'll changed history again. Here we go. We'll be right back.
And we're back. Alright. So. You walk up and you salute a general. Um, he is... He doesn't. He doesn't pay attention to you at first. He's smoking a cigar. His, his back's almost towards you. He's sitting with other officers. He's smoking a cigar, drink, taking a drink. And you see big puffs of smoke come out, billow out. Big, fat, thick cigar. And as he looks around you see a man with a very square jaw you see as he turns on the table there is a helmet with goggles on it multiple medals and badges he looks to you uh, I drop my general, sir. What can I do for you? I you, step forward. You look down I, at I, his name tape. Yeah, I look down at the name tape. And it says Patton. Uh, this is General George S. Patton. Andrew. With his signature polished helmet and goggles. Qu quick question, GM. Hmm. At this point, oh wait, never mind. Uh, actually, so, and at this point, he is a four star still. Okay, never mind. I don't, I don't at this know. point, he's a four star, not okay. a five. Commander of the Third Army, got it. Yes. Okay. He had not gotten his rank yet. This was just before that. Okay. You you give the colonel to someone who has very big brass fear, <laughs> which sends the command sergeant major who has no fear of rank step forward. Uh, General, sir, uh, we are reporting as ordered. Uh, we're just coming in from the uh, 98th Infantry Division. Uh, I kind of look at him like... Don't mind Colonel Edwards over here. She, uh, yeah, she, she's new to command, I, newly promoted. I, I cross my arms and like... Um, and you... you... He kind of stomps. He kind of stomps his foot. You will stand at attention when I, you speak to me. Quickly, looking snap. at everybody. I quickly snap you. I follow. You're muted, Chris. What does that mean? Address here, your officer. Your I look at them and just copy. I'm going like a twig. Yeah. Just copy. Just do what we're doing. Quick. Quick. He kind of flicks the ash of his cigar. Very avid smoker. By the way. Yeah. Um, you're from what now? Uh, no, we just newly transferred in from the 98th Infantry Division, sir. Really, you know, by the way. Yeah, but did we ever... What are uh, you doing at an officer bar? Uh, guiding the Colonel Edwards here and everything. She's new to new to Europe, sir. Just transferred in. We just came in from the states. 
I see. Is there a reason? Parade I'm rest. Taking quag. Parade <laughs> rest. I'm to everybody. Quag. Just, I suggest following. Just do what we're yeah, doing. Just follow yeah, just what we're doing. Because Adam will never tell you how to use. <laughs> no, no. It's parade rest. Yeah. <clears throat> Is there a reason you've come up to talk to me? Uh, generals. Uh, you were the highest ranking officer, sir. Yeah, the highest ranking officer in fucking Europe. Uh, uh, sir, we've been assigned to your headquarters staff. We're just trying to get an idea of where the command post is. Our driver didn't give us, who dropped us off here, didn't give us a clear instructions where everything's go, where everything was. God damn it, Tate. That, that boy ain't for nothing. I'm sure he, I'm sure he does doing his best, sir. Damn Alabama. And takes another puff. I thought the mortar. Shut it. Uh, please forgive the sergeant, uh, the sergeant first class. Um, he's um, he's he just transferred to our group. He, he kind of got a bad concussion. Are you fresh out of basic, boy? I, I turn around and stare at Chris and like, go wait by the door and don't talk to anyone. I just walk normal. I don't know military formalities. Um, I'm walking and going to the door. You two, give me perception checks, please. I'm good. Because you guys, you guys haven't really looked at anybody else at the table. Uh, ten I out of like a tiny bit. I was in JROTC, but not, not nothing real. Ten out of uh, five out of ten. Sorry. I'm gonna ten. die. I'm gonna I'm die. Freaking General Patton here, and I rolled a fucking nat one. Oh God. I'd rather roll roll a nap Wait, one do against. Do I need to uh, make a perception check? No, just the two of them. Okay. I'm following their lead. Yeah, because I don't. Ben, you see sitting across from Padma. This is like a one of those old square booths that were in a lot of the taverns over mm -hmm. there. Um, so on the other side is a high-ranking member of the Axis. Gray, all gray. You see the Maltese cross, everything. Uh, can I get a description and of this man? He is rather skinny. Tell me this isn't who it possibly could be. He <laughs> has slicked back black hair. I don't know. Um, where's a he has a mustache, not a Hitler stash, but he does have a black mustache. Um, and he too is smoking a scar, little bit of square jaw, which most Germans have. Skinny, yeah. Oh boy, read his name tag, guys. There's no they, name tag in the German Germans don't do it, huh? Um, they don't even, it doesn't say anything on their stuff. It's just metals. Because that's all their. You know, you can't Google this, right? We don't have Google right now. Um, 
I know. Bye. So, oh God, hold on. I'm trying to think. You, you don't know who it is. I, I have an idea who it is. You but... don't, because I made them up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn it, you don't know who it is. I made them up. Oh, thank God, because I was. Um. So he he looks to, and they they don't have any. Remarkable resemblance of rank. Um, besides, you do see on his collar, Ben, two thunderbolts. Oh, shit. He's... Uh, just to let everybody, if y'all weren't aware, uh, that means he's SS. I mean, I'm nowhere near. I'm apparently standing at a door now. These, yeah, because... these are upper echelon of the Axis. Oh, God. Which would be, if they were allied, would be who would hang out with General Patton. But, um, so, they kind of, they kind of, like, nod their cigars at each other, because he's smoking one as well. Um, so, you're here to help us or them? Uh, well, you, of course, sir. We're with you. We're all in the U.S. Army. We're 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 wherever you need us to be, sir. U.S. Army. No, we're here your, to help your you. Your name tape does not say U.S. Army. It, it just, just says, says Army. Army. We oh. are here to lend any assistance that you would require, General, sir. You, uh, where were you born? Um, uh, Wisconsin, sir? New York, sir? You do realize he's looking at me, right? Sorry. I was asking the officer. Sorry, sir. Didn't mean to overstep. Command Sergeant Major. Sorry, sir. Sounds like you want a rank decrease. No. no he is I'm about fine. ready to get one, sir. <sighs> Hey, you're over the other side of the room. You're leaving. Is that what you're I was no. told to go. Oh. I was told oh. to go to the door. Um, real estate. Well, I do love me some cheese. So do I, sir. And I do hate me some New Yorkers. Yes, sir. They are kind of annoying. So. You're new to the front. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome to the Allied Army. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Just so you know, Allied Army does not exist. Hey, no. I, I'd be terrified if General Patton's talking to me. Yeah, why do you think I'm about I'd, to piss my pants? I'd be pissing my pants, too. I, I don't care if I, I would have no five idea. star. So... My let's just let's General just say Patton is General Patton is one of the most badass generals. But he was also a dick. And, oh yeah. And um, he earned the right to be a dick. And he was a big guy. Yeah. Um so tiny not not this way, but yeah, he was bulky. Tiny me. He liked to eat. Um Same. so he looks at you. So you need the command tent. Yes, sir. I'll tell you what. 
How about you get your assignments right for me? Sounds good, sir. And he pulls out, he reaches into his pockets, and you hear clanking. And he pulls out and slaps on the table, his hand covering. He removes them, and you see these odd-looking coins. Well, look at them a little discreet look at them closer. He pushes them towards you guys. Oh, so I, for and there's enough for every one of you. Do you want to give Chris one of these? I pick up mine too. You look at it, and it it looks like a challenge, like a normal challenge coin, which didn't uh, didn't really exist all that much then. No, they they're very few and far between. Um, but he, you look at, at it, and it's you're thinking of seeing like. The U.S. Army insignia, because that's what you're used to. This is the Allied and Axis symbol overlaid on top of each other. And on the back... Oh, we fucked up. <laughs> it says General Patton. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. You now work for me directly. Yes, and sir. This one over here. He doesn't speak much. Yeah. <laughs> so you're Sir Call Rick. that boy back over here so he can hear me. I look over to Chris. I look over to Chris and I kinda wave him over. I walk back like I normally would just walk. I am the highest rank. But he's upper enlisted. Yeah. And I hand Chris Plus, you're the a point. paper pusher. Everybody What's knows officers for? don't do shit. Just take it, Just take Sergeant. it, and I will explain it later. I put it in my pocket and just stand there looking like a good twig. Now. You're to go follow the path to the left. It'll take you where you need to go. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I looked at the other. I looked at everybody else. It's like troops, fall out. You're dismissed. I snap to attention and give a salute. About face, yeah, yeah, and I do a proper about face in walk off. I remember I, I do that. I'll do that too. I, I I'm just following the leader. Okay. I'm doing my best. That's probably lazy, but Chris, I'm doing my best. Chris is that. <laughs> The one in base that got marches like with the same arm and same leg. <laughs> I couldn't stand that. Sorry, Chris. As Sorry. we get out, I will explain to Chris. I will pull Chris to the side and be like, follow what Ben and I do to a And I kind of pull Elliot and Kara into this too. Follow what we do to a T. Don't speak. Unless spoken to, Kara, you have a little bit more authority due to the fact that you also have. As far as you know, you have no idea what this fucking rank is. Yeah. Just everybody. Possibly, prob probably should have asked Patton what this rank was. That would yeah. have looked even worse. Yeah, I was about to ask who we were fighting, but I'm like, we already look like dumbasses in front of Patton. <laughs> I'm just like, listen, the, whole the, world the only people right now who should be talking are me and Pam. I'm sorry. Please just 
Bear but with just us. Just follow our lead. We okay. out of sight of Patton? What? Are we out of sight of Patton? Yeah, yeah, you guys are. We're, we're all attacking Ben. Ow! Hey! And I smack Ben and like, Hey! What did we call? Sh- the- Wait a minute! You I- can't strike me! I'm the command master sergeant. And I'm full bird colonel. And you're ranking. I-, I have more experience than you, colonel. Do you want me to rip your rank off and devote you to a slick sleeve? Guts. I go. I reach up and start. And I and I and I and I do. And I do the contested strike. Okay. Uh, Mommy and Daddy are fighting again. Daddy. What'd you get? Five out of eight. I beat you. Damn it! I got an eight out of ten. Your ranks are sick. Uh, all right. All right. All right. All right. Let's go to the left, down the left path to the command post. Everybody, just follow us. You don't have to march. Uh, okay. He didn't say it was a command post. He said it's where we need to go. Chris is right. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Let's just go to the left. And Chris, we are working for General Patton directly. Oh shit! That means what Which to me? Would also be the highest honor. <laughs> this is that's essentially we don't go for anybody besides General Patton. Yes. Get it's the, high, the highest ranking official these, in Europe. So if I'm remembering it's, right, these coins show that we nice. do, right? It's like the, the authority like yes. badge. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Although I'm not really familiar with this symbol. This is well, a little we weird. We did mess up. We did mess with time, so we need to figure out fun. who we are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. great. We need Look. to figure out who we are fighting. People. Yeah. Who? Did we fuck up enough in Roman times? Or is this a completely new threat? Uh, well, only one way to find out, so let's go, everyone. So, you walk the path to the left. As you get to that point where you couldn't see anymore and it curves, there's this shimmer in front of you. I walk to the shimmer. Same here. Yeah. You walk through it or just to it? Fuck it. Walk through. And as those that don't walk through first, you see almost rubber banding. As people walk through. You all walk through and everybody give me perception checks to see where you are. Okay. Seven out of eight. See shit. You're an officer. Nobody expects you to. That's why you wanted to make me an officer, so you could just give me shit. Yeah. They don't do anything. Seven out of ten. Four out of ten. Oh, God. Of course, this would be the night by you guys in my unit actually start watching this. Yeah. Um, All right. I am way too... So, you see an intense battle between... Germany and the Soviet Union. Ah. Mm. You are in the Eastern Front. Okay. You are faced with a decision Shit. whether to allocate resources and support to bolster the Soviet war effort. This could involve providing crucial supplies, sabotaging German operations, or even participating in covert operations behind enemy lines. 
success in aiding the Eastern Front could turn the tide in favor of the Allies, but failure might lead to increased Soviet casualties or more prolonged conflict. Wait, so are we double agents then, since there's both symbols on our coins? You don't know what's going on. This is a hodgepodge of things. Um, if you recall, when you guys were in Rome, you were traveling between times. So this was so um, this okay. could be completely unrelated. So you have here's your two choices. You can either supply critical supplies to Stalingrad, <laughs> or do covert operations behind enemy lines. Oh, Stalingrad being <laughs> that's the battle. Yeah, that's one of the both battle between, uh, so, against the Germans in the Russian Eastern Front. And this is really where you are. This is Nazi Germany. Like it's legit Nazi Germany. Like From that we can, know. What you can tell this is a Soviet Union versus Nazi Germany. This is Stalingrad. Battle of Stalingrad. Okay, so we see. Okay, so we saw. Germans, so technically, with what we just saw, that's a typical, what we know as a German uniform. Mm-hmm. So do we go with the Germans, or do we go with the unknown, which is the Russians, that we don't know if they're actually allied with us? I think we should play it safe and go with the Russians because we don't even know if this is... But we just faced a German soldier <clears throat> that was sitting with General Patton. Yeah, but do you see it? Do we see any Americans or do anybody? Do we see anything like any American support on the German side? So, do we see any of the Allies? This Soviet versus Axis. So I'm 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 thinking this is the this the is our, I, I'm telling to everybody. I think this is the regular timeline. This is the Stalingrad that we learned about in school. So if we helping the Germans isn't going realistically, this isn't going to help the Germans in the long run. They're still already been they've been dealing with supply problems for months up to a year and a half by now. So. They're not going to defeat the Russians in the long run. We're better off just continuing continuing the history as it is and just aid the Russians and help push the Germans and have and aid in the complete capitulation of the German Sixth Army. Because the Germans, if this is what I think it is, and the same Germans we know, they're committing all kinds of atrocious war crimes right about yeah. now. It's yeah. Crazy. So, oh, yeah. do we really want to help the the Eins no. group Just, just a little bit of raping and pillaging. Oh yeah, never and mind these mass murders. Yeah, yeah, forget about that. Yeah, setting people on fire. So, yeah, we so go the, the Russians. Yeah, the Russians. Yep. Okay. Well, either one is helping the Russians technically. Yeah. So do you want to supply critical supplies to Stalingrad or do the covert operations to take down Nazi Germany? Uh, we might as well destabilize the German war effort. Uh, we're better off just giving the Russians supplies because there was a point in Stalingrad where the Russians may almost lost it. So we're better off giving them the supplies and keeping them going because, because again, 
winter is going to set in. The Russian, the Germans aren't as prepared as they should have been, and their supply lines are already overstretched at this point. So helping the Russians hold out is the best way. That's what actually happened. The Russians were just able to hold yeah, out. Yeah, but we can. But we're in a place where Aussie <laughs> history for you two is not what it's supposed to be. They could be better off than we think. Exactly. Yeah. So do we want to do the covert option and get the Russians a helping hand on German where the Ger because yes, we can give them all the supplies, but it's still gonna last the same length, if not longer. Where if we give them go behind the lines and spy, we can give them the German what war plans and movements and stuff so then they can end this faster that might work i mean the russian so do I we want to do the slow perfect. approach i do or too. the covert I, approach I, to get it done <laughs> and over with i agree let's do it the covert um okay <laughs> diets on y'all right, well. so, covert. okay okay and just because you didn't do it before I want all of you to roll perceptions on yourselves. Oh. Because we did not look at tabbing. On what? At tabs. What's that? Four tabs. Out. Nine out of ten. Shoulder tabs. Huh? We didn't look at our uniforms. Shoulder tabs. Yeah. You looked at ranks, that's it. Everybody, what was it? Four out of eight. Mine was a six. Nine out of ten. Okay. Four out of ten. Okay. Two out of four. No, I said nine out of ten. What I just posted is your tab. Okay. Worse. Oh, Ow, really? Fuck, we're rangers. God damn it! As far as you can tell. I'm so lost. So this is Second Battalion Rangers. They were pretty big in World War Two. Yeah. Okay, never they, were, they were very overmanned in World War II, but yeah, but they were they were the most common special forces in World War II. At, at this point, they weren't really special forces, but they're everywhere. They're not special. Yeah, um, but yes, you were ranger tabbed. Um, so you do have, from what you can tell, a little more advanced training. Um, so I say we send in small a small unit. So you're your unit. That's it. So it looks like As we're going guys. in and uh, we're doing we're doing. Do some, I see uh, anything else on my unit? I'm gonna inspect my uh, uniform more to see if I notice anything else that could give us an advantage for covert. You do not. Why well, see my ring? Everybody else's uniform in depth <sighs> and see. If I'd notice anything that could give us an advantage. Everybody's uniforms look pretty normal. You are in your greens. All this all the germs. So I I look around like everybody check your equipment for what you have. Weapons and other other stuff that could hate us there. We're gonna have to do some uh I look and make sure that I have at least a weapon. <laughs> yes. Yeah, same. You do. You all have holsters on your hips. Ooh. As you remove it, 
you see the beautiful German Luger. Wait, what? German pistols. Oh God! So I think we're we're I'm getting an idea. I look at it it's like, what do we have Lugers okay, for? Okay, take your finger off the trigger first. <laughs> take and... your booger hook off the trigger. I'm like, I'm holding it up. I'm like, why the? F I look at it's like, why do we have Lugers? We're not the German army, are we? And actually, Pam and Kara, you do not have Lugers. What do we have? You remove yours. You have a beautiful, my, one of my dream guns, Colt 1911. Uh, honey, you, get, you want to switch? Get, I know this gun. You get the idea that officers in wherever you are, they get better guns. I, I kind of go like this. I'm like, no, mine. No. I hold. I holster my I Luger. Holster my... Okay, and this these are the old school leather open holsters that just everything just kind of floats. Um, I'm a different rank than him, right? I'm a lower rank. I'm gonna check mine. Yes, but yours is still Luger. You're okay. still enlisted. Do um, I have a primary weapon like a? You, I will say. Are we where, in dress or like the pinks and greens? Or you're in pinks and greens. Oh, okay. So we're so we're gonna. Stand out like sore thumbs. You're in pigs and greens, boys. Okay, everybody, we're gonna have if we're gonna so do we're some gonna, behind the line sabotage. I'm gonna look and see. This is gonna be morbid, and I am sorry. I know what yeah. you're gonna do. Make a perception check. Yeah. Gotta do what you gotta what do. It's war. What would Patton do? Three out of eight. Patton would kill somebody just for their uniform. Yeah, three out of eight. Okay, you don't see much there. I mean, even at this point, mortars, planes flying overhead. I'm gonna look. Sure. I'm gonna look around and see if I can find another hole, like kind of Seven like a hole to kind of dive into. Okay, right now. See if I can find any bodies. Dive into a mortar hole. <laughs> see if I can find any bodies. What'd you get, Elliot? Seven out of eight. Okay. Sorry for those watching this, but this is World War II. Uh, this is one of the most brutal wars in history. Um, so, Elliot, you're looking around, and now that you notice it, there is a smell that Chris, Cara, and Elliot, you're not used to. Uh, burnt flesh, I have. But... It's more blood and... These two, it is the smell of decaying flesh. Oh, oh okay. I know what that... I know what it that is. It is the scent that Don't lingers. Know. And Elliot, you you guys can smell it, but Elliot, it, it, only, it makes you queasy because you're not sure what it is. Yeah. Um, and you oh, look I over, and there is a pile... Of bodies, probably about five feet high, of dead bodies that, that probably been there a month. I mean, they weren't really cleaning up bodies. I not on I, the eastern front. Yeah, guys, I know this is going to be extremely disgusting. Disgusting. As I'm trying not to throw up right now, we are going to have to get uniforms from that pile. Yeah, so strip the dead of their gear and everything, because and um, we are not. We will stick out like a sore thumb on Colbert. 
like yeah. we're doing the covert operation. Yeah. So I go over to the nearest dead body that kind of looks like my size, and I just and start stripping the uniform. Other bodies out of the way, and person's a little heavier, and they kind of flop to the ground as you drag. Yeah. I do the same thing as I'm trying not to throw up right now. Same. <sighs> I so, start I start stripping the the dead body. This is a German soldier, I'm presuming, right? We don't know. Soviet. Wait, oh, hold on. Oh, wait, hold on, guys. We need to find German uniforms. If we're Do going. you? No, we, we really don't. No, we really don't. Act. Well, we're going to provide right. oper- covert operations. We need to find German uniforms. That's a good point. That is a good point. All right, everyone, find ger- dead Germans your size. Okay. Hold, hold up. We should have asked who we were. We should have. I mean, if you want to dig deeper into the pile, you can. Hmm? You can try and dig deeper. I'm the just going to walk around the pile, see if I'm I gonna, Yeah, I'm anything. looking for German uniform perception checks. Uh, I think disgusted. I'm going to go in the pile and start rolling bodies down. Uh, not eight. Uh, naturally. Okay. I got a five out of ten. Eight out of eight. Pam, as you're walking around, you do see a few. Gray sleeves. I, I am so sorry. I'm disrespecting you, and I gently pull the body out. I do the same. So you guys kind of, kind of flop a few bodies off, the hitting the ground. A um, couple, couple wet puddles on the ground where they had rain a few days ago, um, and it takes and. This war climate stuff does not evaporate quickly. Yeah. There is no sun. Um, that is just ash. And you're able to pull them out. And the Pam, as you grab one, the finger twitches. I check the pulse. I check their pulse. And it, I'm kidding. It, uh, no, it was just an un- involuntary twitch, last muscle spasm. Um, but I thought you were about to pull the zombies on us. Yes, Nazi zombies. Oh, great! That'd be awesome. Um, zombie stormtroopers. Um, I movie about that. So, I mean, we did see those yeah. in a certain show. Yeah. So uh, you guys are. I will say you guys are each able to find. A... As I'm changing, I'm going to take out my coin and look at it more closely. Okay. And see if I notice anything on it that will give us a hint of what we are fighting. Okay. Like if it gives us a place, uh a... give me a perception check. Well, then Pam do all this when she's got the worst roles because she knows the most about all this besides Ben. I got a natural one. Oh, oh great. It breaks. Um, I think we are severely needing information that we are <laughs> severely lacking. And as I, I'm, I'm looking for papers as I'm taking my uniform off too. Like, see if I can find orders or 
transfer papers or anything like that. So a lot of these are lower ranks. I'd myself, as I'm oh, addressing myself, I'm looking to see if I can find anything. Don't really. Mm. You don't really see. There's not much. Uh, this. This is just. You've changed so much with the decisions that were made. Guys, look at your coin. See if you notice anything. I pull out my coin and look. Okay. I, I'm gonna look too, cause I'm. I figured they can look, so I'm just gonna. Eight out of ten. Pray to my deity. Okay. That is a one out of four. So Ben's the only one that sees this. That's perfect. You see, now that you're looking at it closer, you see behind that mix of the allied and axis symbol, there looks to be grotesque wings behind it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh what? I hold the coin to there and I point to Pam. Look I, behind I, look behind the symbol. I, I look at my coin and I look behind the symbol. Perception check. I'm gonna One. try and do the same. Natural eight! You see it. You see the grotesque wings. Not sure what it means. I look to Ben and I'm like, what does it mean? I don't know, something with fucked up wings. It's all I can see. Is it like I look at, is there, wings? Are they is there any like inscriptions on there? You no, just I look at I turn it over to look at the back. On the back you just see glowing eyes. Okay. Whoa, we don't know shit. Etched into the wings though. You can see this with that natural. There is a symbol of the Third Reich etched mm. into the wings of the coin. I'm relaying this like so. so <clears throat> whatever this. But we're helping Russia. Now? But we're helping Russia. Know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is. Well, when we went in, it seemed like it was over. Now it seems we're in the middle. So maybe. Coins but technically, I kind of look and see if I can see anything on the coin to. Make let us go incognito before I put the units. That's what on. I'm thinking. And I'm thinking the as, as you're looking, you hear those mortars, planes flying, and then you hear what was that? Uh, this large growl. Oh, fucking, fucking. Echoes. I looked at the dead bodies and um, I. Uh, hopefully, is there on there 
I grab their service rifle and their ammunition. You, I'll say you find a couple like M1 Garands. Like the Germans have M1 Garands. Okay, now I'm really confused. I'm like, okay. Uh, side note, everybody, this is really weird. This I displayed the Garand. This is a great rifle. It's also not German. It's American. Yet these Germans seem to have it. So, so uh, are we? So are the Allies with Germany? I I just I'm Perception just check. Yeah. Uh, as he's looking up, I'm looking up as well. Okay. Everybody, go ahead and give me a perception check. Four out of eight. Eight out of eight. Six out of ten. Oh God. You see. Eight out of ten. You get the. You figure out why the planes are flying so frequently, as out of fog. From where that sound emanated, you see tall and grotesque, writhing tentacles, grotesque wings, and the unmistakable emblem of the Third Reich etched into its monstrous form. Its eyes glow with an otherworldly malevolence, and it emits an unsettling aura of cosmic dread. This is full Cthulhu. Oh, uh, guys. I was going to say Nazi Cthulhu. It is Nazi Cthulhu. Should we run? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, the I... Nazis have Cthulhu. We're all fucked if we want to run. As, we're dressed as Nazis, aren't we? Yeah, but... Okay, um, okay. I don't know. You really I... think Cthulhu is going gonna, is gonna to care about us? I this quick... is my favorite version of Cthulhu. I quickly put back on my... Normal uniform. And I'm like, fuck this shit. And I wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We still have to. We still. The thing is, we still have to. We still got to help the Russians. Because I'm telling you right now, if Cthulhu is on the side of the Germans, the Germans are the bad guys. Yes, but if, but if you look at your coin, there is the symbol of the Third Reich. Okay, so onto that wing. I think we will be fine in our normal uniforms. We, as you're cold. talking to Ben, he disappears. Ah! Then, then Chris. What the fuck? Then Elliot. No, 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 no. no then no, Cara. No, no, no. And we're done for the night. Then Pam. Oh, thank God. <laughs> As you then appear, those coins gone. Oh, do I still have my grand? You do not. Damn it! But you look, you're not in a military uniform either. I, hey. I look and see what uniforms I'm in. What, what are we wearing? are in those, like, underoos that you had in the comic book. Oh. Hey. And as you do that, you all look up right in front of you. Cthulhu? Is full Cthulhu. Ah! Fuck, Shit. I activate my suit. I need everybody to roll I, initiative. I activate hey. my suit real quick. <laughs> Fuck, I thought you said there was going to be none of this shit. Trust me. No. That was our first mistake, Hanny. Yeah. What are we rolling? D12? Yeah. Well, okay. 
goddamn Cthulhu. Dude, this is Nazi Cthulhu. This I know. Does you. he have a little muscle, Hitler stash? Yes. This yes. is a dream for you. Uh, yeah, that's true. Well, the Nazis did look into the cult and stuff. So. Yeah, Very but Cthulhu's so. fake. Yeah, but... Or is he? <clears throat> if Cthulhu's real, we're all screwed. I prefer all the right. monster. Absolutely. All right. Twelve. Eleven. I got eleven. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Really, guys? Five. Me. Four. Me. Three. Me. Car, what'd you get? One? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Jesus. So you go negative. Hey, I'm back at the bottom of the list. So it is Ben, Cthulhu, Elliot, Chris, Pam, Cara. So... We did make a little addendum to the rules of the uh, of the system. So what is so your movement speed is based on your rank in um, to, to, to give a second. Uh, it'll be based on your on your rank in reflex. Okay. So if you were untrained, you can move ten feet. If you are trained, you can move fifteen. If you are master, you can move twenty. If you are legendary, you can move thirty. Everybody got it. Yep. Yep. Okay, it's a little addendum. Uh, that'll carry over into campaign two. That was our final change on the system. All right. So, chop of the round is Ben with Cthulhu on deck. Yeah. All right. So, I kind of try and steel myself as best I can against the, the embodiment of Eldritch Horror. And, um,. I'm going to try a couple of, like, clap, basic clap attacks and try and send out some sonic waves okay. toward it from where I'm standing. Okay. Uh, well, I be I should be able to reach it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to do that for my first attack, which is... What would that be under? Uh, strength check? Uh, for the... No, it's uh, reflex, because it's range. Okay, so D8 dice, because okay. I'm a master. First attack... Yeah, that's a three out of eight. Miss. How do I miss Cthulhu? Eight out of eight. Okay. That's a. That was the second attack. I get four. That was a two. I was a two out of eight. Miss. Another eight out of eight. Okay. Nice. So you just clap. You're looking like a fucking seal. Or not, the, not, the, not the singer. Not the singer. Huh? 
Not the singer seal. No, um, I don't like him. Although he looks as bad as the seal. But um, so the first few go sideways. I don't know how you miss something this big. Um, and the few hit him, and he just kind of he doesn't even move. Just those tentacles are just. I'm just uh, so should I roll damage to him? Nope. Oh yeah, I'm that's right. Damage. That's right. Armors. You ain't that good. <laughs> no. Um. All right. It is his turn. He's gonna do a multi attack. Great. One with its bite. Two with its tentacles. Yeah. Uh. First one's on Ben. He's gonna try and bite you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't get weird with Cthulhu, Chris. That one misses. That's a four out of ten. So he goes to reach down and bite you. And he, in fighting, he's still pretty big. He's not as big as he was. Mm -hmm. But he's still about 15 feet tall. 15? Yeah. But he goes down to bite you, and you're able to kind of move out of the way. You actually use a sonic blast to push yourself out of the way. So then he's going to attack you with two of his tentacles. Okay. Oh. It's an eight out of ten. Okay. That takes a point of armor. Okay. Um, and four out of ten. That one misses. But I also need you to make me a reflex check, please. Reflex check. Got it. Five out of eight. Okay, you succeed. So it goes to bite you. You you push out of the way, and he smacks you with one of the tentacles. And, you, and as you're moving a walk by, he misses with that next one. Um. All right, he gets one more action. Okay. Um. He looks to all of you and closes his eyes. Uh oh. I put up a barrier. Okay. In front of you? I'm going to try and expand it in front of all of us. I need a reflex. Five out of eight. Okay, we'll see if it works. He is going to cast Mind Blast. <laughs> Actually, your barrier gives him disadvantage. Damn. Um, nice so try, honey. That, because it is a Mind Blast from Cthulhu, it is strong. That barrier gave him disadvantage, so he went to a D12. Um, but, everybody takes... One point of armor as okay. this this wave hits each of you. I just kind of recoil in pain. And I need everybody to give me a charisma check, please. <laughs> no, I'm just double checking because I didn't use the point of armor earlier, but then we put on our uniforms with that one hit taken. Am I at four or am I at five out of six? Oh, oh wow. The new uniform. Well, you, you have your. You're, yeah, you're good now because this is your costume now. Okay, so now I'm at five since I just took the hit. Yeah. Ten out of twelve. Three out of twelve. Oh, wait. Eight, eight out of ten. Yeah. 
I rolled the wrong. I rolled the wrong one, GM. Can I roll again? Or can I just take the? Oh no, you're rolling the right dice. Out of ten. Nice. Five out of ten. Okay, so Elliot's the only one that failed, right? Elliot's, you are stunned. Oh. Great. You cannot do anything to you next turn. I'm just like. Which is great because you're next, and it skips yeah. over you. So you're just standing there. Stunned. <laughs> All right, Chris, you're up. Pam, you're on deck. Um, I'm going to try. Okay. Deal with Cthulhu. Mm. Careful, he can fly too. Just a gigantic mind flare. And mind flares are mini hymns. Mm hmm. Wes, I don't know if you ever confirmed I could do this or not. I'm going to see if I can shape shift my arm into like a blade. Okay. Um, that's going to take two actions. Okay. And you need a successful roll on each one. Um, okay. So give me, I would say, give me perception checks because you need to remember. This is basically every time you do this, you have to remember what something looks like and what's made of. First one, six out of ten. Okay, next one. Oh, second one's four out of ten because it went off okay. that thing. So your your arm goes into like baby arm. And your arm is now a dagger. Or it could be a butter knife. He, you, you basically have baby Deadpool arm. Okay. Uh, um, I'm going but, wrong with it. How far away is he from me? Uh, about 30 feet. Uh, it's going to take both my remaining actions to get up to it. Uh, how, how, what is oh, your... 15. Okay, so you... You can only move up to 15. So, in oh, your entire okay. thing, it takes an action to move, but you can only do your max movements. Unless okay. you take your other action, your last action, to dash, which then gives you half of your full movements, but your next melee attack has made it disadvantage. Don't want to do that. Because you're out of uh, breath. Right. So I'm gonna So you can hold. move fifteen feet and then hold. I'm gonna have to do that, which holds okay. my last action. Okay. Alright. Pam, you're up, cars on deck. I'm gonna blast him. Okay. Five out of eight. Okay. Three out of eight. Six out of eight. Okay. Is that a one? Is that a one? Full damage, please. I'm kidding. You lose a point of armor. Damn it! Oh, <laughs> uh, wait. I have six armor? Yeah, five. Because you've lost you had, one. You had six. And I'm half my half. I, I had. Well, no, he just said that once we put the, our suits on, it we reset your armor. Oh, okay. Then I'm only so at you're two. at six. No, I have, this is my second hit then. Yes. Okay. Sorry. So, one misses, and then the other one 
hits Ben in the shoulder. Maybe I should teach you to let me fucking sleep and not snore. Alright, that ends your turn. Kara, you're up with Ben on deck. Let me guess. I'm going invisible. I'm going invisible. Okay. You disappear. One action. Trying to think here. How far away is Cthulhu from us? Thirty feet. Thirty feet. Okay. I'm gonna try and move to this side. Okay. Because I, I only got 20 feet of movement, so... Okay, so you're 10 feet away from him. I'm 10 now, feet away from him. If you want, you still have two actions. You can dash and get to him, because that gives you an extra 10 feet that, that gets you there. And then, because you're invisible, you it would negate the the disadvantage and put you at a regular attack because your invisibility gives you advantage being winded gives you disadvantage so it would negate each other and it would be a normal attack right sorry everybody this is we're still adjusting this whole thing and what we're doing will become an announcement in january <laughs> with the new campaign all right Yeah, I'm going to do that, pulling out my tunnels as I'm dashing. Okay, and then you can take one strike against him, so go ahead and do that. Alright. And that's a strength. Yes. Uh, 7 out of 12. Okay, that hits. Uh, take a point one. Um, so, you... And then you kind of push yourself past your limit, reappear as you stab into his calf. And you go, and you see this big head turn right towards you. <laughs> These Hi. tentacles just writhing. I need to check into a psyche. psyche Alright, Ben, you're up with Cthulhu on deck. Alright. We'll use an action to get right up on him within punching distance. How far away from I? I should be able to... You're at 30 feet. I'm at 30 feet, so I should be able to get use an action to get right to What is your What's movement? What's your reflex? Reflex. That's right. Uh... Master, so that's... So, Master, you have 20 feet of movement. Okay. So you can do the same thing. You can do 20 feet, mm -hmm. then you can dash or rush, I think is what we're calling it. Yeah. You can rush to move that extra 10 feet. Mm -hmm. Now your next attack will be at disadvantage. Okay, I'll do And that. then your next attack will be regular. Okay, I'll do, I'll do that. Okay, so you... And you're starting to... You kind of push yourself past 
and you're getting ready to hit, so do so at disadvantage. So that would go to trained, which is a D10. Correct. That is a 9 out of 10. Okay. Hits. And the next one, I... Regular. Regular, so that's a D8. 8 out of 8. Okay. So you uh, you rush up, <laughs> hit him, just start punching anywhere you can. Um, and he kind of gets a little shaky. Um, but it's his turn. Yeah. So he is going to... He's going to multi-attack you. Okay. Do I see this? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm going to put a barrier up in front of Ben. Okay, so it gives him disadvantage. Okay. Misses the the bite. Okay. Trying to bite me. Tentacle attack hits one point of armor. So now now I'm at three, at half health. I have armor. That one misses. So the bite misses, but that tentacle just like before. All right, I need you to make me a charisma save, please. Charisma save. Ten. Enter you. Ew, that's a four out of ten. You are paralyzed. Gah! Oh. I- from like the waist down or the hip or the your entire body. Oh, I can't. Cthulhu's tentacles are poisonous. Oh. <laughs> um. All right, that ends his turn. Elliot, you're unfrozen, okay. so that'll be until your next turn. So you'll lose your next turn. Okay. Okay. Um. Now, really quick, remind me how my precognition works. Does that just give me advantage when I use it? Correct. It'll it'll take an action, give you advantage on your next attack. Okay. So in that case, what I'm actually going to do, um, how close do I have to be to throw grenades? 15 feet. How far away am I from it right now? 30 feet. Okay, I'm going to close the distance. Okay, so your movement is 15? Yeah, it's 15. I'm uh, trained. Okay, so it's going to take an, an action to move there. Mm-hmm. It'll take an action for your precog. No, I'm not going to use it, because I, okay. I, I I use uh, technology for my grenades, right? Okay, yes. And I'm already legendary for that, so... Okay. Well, let um, you still get advantage. It, it would just true. be 2d12. Or, uh, two, sorry, 2d4. To see. Gives you okay. a better opportunity to crit. And that... Do I use one or two for that? Well, you can okay. use one and just roll it twice. But you, you, oh, for, for, for precog, is that just one action or is that precog is one action? Yes. Okay. I'll do precog. Okay. Um, and then you're going to throw the grenade. Yes. Okay. So, um, go ahead and roll for technology for throwing your grenade and that it's a normal, normal grenade. Uh, I'm using incendiary grenades. Okay. Try to burn it. All right, roll me damage. That's 2d6. Ooh, calamari. Poison calamari. That's 2d6. I got a 2 and a 1. So 3. Wow. And 
I'm going to do the same thing for my last one. Okay. Did the crit give me anything? Because it was a four out of four. Oh, yeah. you. That's why you rolled extra damage. That's why you rolled the... Uh, um, or, I'm sorry, you... Sh uh, add two to that. So it's 2d6 plus two, so... Okay, so it was five. Okay, there you go. Sorry. You're good. All right. Uh, and then I'm going to do another... Oh, I just lost my d4. I'm going to have to type it really quick. Hang on. Where's the roll channel? Four out of four again. Okay, roll damage. 2d6 plus two. Seven. I got a four and a one plus two. Okay. All right. So these grenades hit. Uh, he actually catches on fire, and he is slowly burning. Okay. You're not going to yes, see you. me first because <laughs> I'm going to be looking. I'm going to be looking for my guys really quick. All right, Chris, you're up. Pam, you're on deck. I move the other fifteen feet. Okay. We're gonna try to blade not a dagger size. Okay. It's gonna take two so, once again. Okay. And that's two and you said perception, right? No. Yep. Perception or reflex. Uh doesn't matter, it's perception. the same thing. Six out of ten. Okay. Six out of ten. Okay. Full blade. <coughs> oh, one action left. Oh, I'm gonna slice at its leg. Strength. That's a three out of eight. All right, that misses. <laughs> Just misses to the side. Um. All right, Pam. You're up. Yeah, I'm gonna blast it again. All right, Car, you're on deck. Eight out of eight. Uh, roll awesome. damage. Two d six plus two. Thirteen. Jesus. <laughs> nice. Okay. As I'm on the ground, not being able to move. Go get the money. No, you're stunned. You can't speak. All right, roll damage oh. again. Two d six plus Paralyze. two. Yeah, I paralyzed him for a reason. <laughs> no more moral support. That's it. He just couldn't take it. We all know it. Hey. Okay. <laughs> Three out of eight. Miss. And two out of eight. Miss. So <laughs> two massive ones. <laughs> explode off and then the two other ones go off to the side <laughs> well because i'm also worried about bed so i'm pissed and then i'm like um all right so that ends your turn Kara, you're up ben you're frozen all right i'm going to go invisible
And I'm actually going to back away from Cthulhu. Okay. And I'm going to try and lash, lash out at him using my shadow powers. Okay. Um, you want to use all three? Or it would technically be two because you moved. So you yeah. can use both of them. So I'll need checks for both. Um, let's let's do reflex on those. Reflex, okay. Uh, seven out of eight. Okay. Uh, roll damage. Uh, which is a d6, d6 plus... D6 plus two. Plus two. So, six damage. Okay. And then... Second one is a five out of eight. Hits, roll damage again, d6 plus two. Which is four. Okay. So, the darkness kind of wraps around him and kind of cinches in a little bit. You are still stuck. Yep. But that's going to end after this one. It is Cthulhu's turn. You going to step on me? Yeah. Oh. He's going to sit on you. Oh, God. Cthulhu's going to take one of his actions to inhale, and you see all that darkness that Carter pushed. As he oh, absorbs no. that darkness. Oh, no. Oh, no. Think of what he is. Yeah. He's, I was born in the darkness. Morbid by it. Okay, Cthulhu Bane. <laughs> Bane Thulu. Bane Thulu. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so he is then, that's going to give him advantage on his next attack, which is against Ben. Yeah. Actually, no, it's going against Kara. I'm going to. He's put, pissed. I'm going to put the. Oh, he, he, up didn't, on Kara. he didn't like me. <laughs> okay, so. Alright, so he had advantage, but your barrier is going to give him disadvantage, which makes it regular. 7 out of 10. That is a bite against you, Kara. I'm going to use my reaction to go invisible. Okay. Um, I will say he's still going to hit you. But it'll give that invisibility will give him disadvantage on his next attack. Okay, so you still lose a point of armor. Okay. Now he gets two attacks with the tentacles. And the barrier's still up to where I thought now that I don't yeah, see it. Yeah, as long as she doesn't move. That still hits seven out of 12. Point of armor. Oh, God. I'm not half. You're at half? Yep. Alright, and the next one was an 11 out of 12. So I need you to roll an armor check, please. Uh, which would be... 
You're going to roll a d8. D8. Oh, son of a bitch. That was a nat one. That's three points of health. That could have been worse. Oh, yeah, I rolled well on the d6s. It was a two and a one. As that tentacle hits you. But that ends his turn. Elliot, you're up. Chris, you're on deck. Okay. Um, I'm going to do my precog again. And then who? Somebody ran up to him, though, didn't they? Chris and Ben Chris. are up there. Uh, okay. And Ben can't move. Great. Um, okay, so I'll do my precog, and then I'll use my blasters, I guess, instead of grenades. Okay. Two out of four for the precog. Okay, that one works, so your next attack will be at advantage. Okay. And my blasters are reflex, correct? Your blasters, remember, you upgraded them, they're technology. Oh, that's right. They're technology now. Okay. Correct. Okay. One. Let's see if I get something different. Three out of four. Thanks to my advantage. Lucky for you. All right. Roll damage. 2d6. Okay. So it's eight plus two, which is ten. Because I got. No, it's not. It's three. not. It's not. Oh, no. I'm plus sorry. I'm two. sorry. It's just 2d6. Sorry. Just three. Eight, yeah. Okay. Yeah, five and then a three. Okay. And next attack. Yep, I'm gonna do it again. Four out of four. Okay. That one is one a two d six plus two. Okay. Correct. Because your legendary is normally two d six. That's six when because you... I got a two and a two. Okay. And then I get one more. No. Hold no. on. Uh, yes, you do. No. Sorry. Yeah. So that was three out of four. Okay, roll damage. Three. Okay. <laughs> These blasters just pound him. <laughs> I pound him. Uh, he's he's looking hurt. Uh, Chris, you're up. Pam, you're on deck. I'm gonna be trying to cut his ankles. Okay. Four out of eight. Uh, that hits. Roll damage. Six. Six. Okay. Oh, crap. I have my worst fear. Oh, Four no. Okay. Roll damage. Oh, this is going to hurt. Seven. I did more damage to myself. Okay. As you swing... His tentacle wraps around you and snaps and rips. Ow. You take a, you take a point of armor and seven damage Ow. as he ripped your arm off. As my wife does not react at all. Sure, you can turn it into a. Your arm ripped off. 
the fuck? Really? So that and that. That ends your turn. I, I, well, I mean, I guess you. I mean, you can do stuff. You have nothing to attack with. But... <laughs> Run away! Run away! Grab your arm. Yeah. You can't. Don't lose that. <laughs> I don't have my you arm. Got, you don't have it because Lou still has it. Yeah. Yes. Well, I was gonna try to heal it, but you're screwed. Oh, um, he's he's gonna fucking eat it. Yeah. Oh. I'm gonna bite him. <laughs> You're gonna bite him? You're human. Okay. Roll, roll strength. Big hit Seven out of eight. Oh, that hits. Roll damage. Six. Six. Don't say hi to you. you. I got one more. We gotta bite him again. Okay, roll strength. I bet you're gonna take damage for biting this creature. Four out of eight. Four roll four damage. If he get, if he kills Cthulhu by biting him, I quit. You take six points of damage as his. Poison blood enters your fucking bloodstream through your mouth. Chris, you didn't think that through. You now have HIV. Congratulations. Oh my gosh. You have Cthulhu AIDS. <laughs> All right. That oh, enters her. I'm not going to think straight. <laughs> With a missing arm. <laughs> like a fucking zombie. <laughs> I'm not gonna think straight. I'm sorry. Zombie that's about to climb on the short bus. Fucking chihuahua. <laughs> All right. That ends your turn. Pam, you're up after seeing this with Kara on deck. Traumatized for life. What the fuck? <laughs> Great. I, I, I'm gonna blast it again. Okay. Is that a one? Yeah. Yeah. Damage. Oh, no. you shoot Chris. You shoot oh, Chris. No. How much more could you do to him? Damage. You shoot him in his a, I, I see. It's not that bad. A one. One damage? Yeah. All right, Chris, you get shot in the other arm. <laughs> <laughs> the good arm. He has no arms. You, take a, you just take a point of armor. Okay. <laughs> that puts me at half. Okay. Go ahead. I don't know if I want her to. Miss. I gotta kill her. What the fuck? Is that another one? Oh shit. Oh shit. If that dice shield gets any fuller, we're gonna have to call a prison reform about overcrowding. Roll damage. What is it? A two. Okay. Uh, ben, you get hit. Ow! I rolled the dice yes. for it. Okay. Oh, wait, so sorry. Not that armor. armor. Yes. You're, at half, you're at half armor, right? Yeah. So I need you to roll your armor check. So that is D8. D8. <laughs> there we go. I have no armor. Seven out of eight. Okay, so you, you take the point of armor, but you don't take the damage. Okay. I'm like, good. I, I got you. One? I got you. Is that another one? Yes! That hits Ben. Two point of damage. Uh, roll armor check. 
Three out of eight. Okay, you lose a point of armor and take one damage. <laughs> that ends your turn. Thank you. Thank so, you. <laughs> hitting everybody but Cthulhu. Uh, I'm just going to ground myself. Um, all right. Kara, you're up with Ben on deck. Okay, I'm still invisible, right? From Yes. Okay. <laughs> Seeing that he ate my shadows, I am just going to run back up to him with my dual katanas. Okay. Advantage on the first attack, regular on the second. You see the tentacle wrapped around Chris's arm getting ready to shove into his mouth. That was a 6 out of 10. On the first Okay, round. roll damage. Uh, th- that was a one. One damage. Okay. All right. Second attack is a two, two out, out of 12. twelve. Okay, that misses. One more. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, go back, back and Okay. Disappear. All right, Benjamin, you're up. Okay, I'm just Cthulhu on deck. All right, I'm still on the ground. I'm on the ground, right? Yep. First action, I'm gonna take my fist and I want to slam it down on its foot. Okay. Eight out of eight. Okay, roll damage. Ben's pissed right now because I hit him twice. Why are you rolling two d six? Oh, okay. no, I was about to say, I'm okay. like... No, you're fine. So it's 2d6 plus 2? No. Oh, just 2d6? It's If you were legendary, it would be plus 2. Oh, okay, you're right. Um, That was 8. Okay. Um. So second one, I'm going to strike at where it's, I presume his knees are. Well, you got to stand up for that. Yeah, I, so I stand So that's going to take an action. Okay, so and I punch its knee. Okay. Where I presume its knee is. Okay. 4 out of 8. Okay. Roll damage. Our, 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 and that is this a D six plus D six plus two. That's a six. That's an eight. Okay. My final one. I'm just where I presume its genitals are, or where the human equivalent of the right gen- in front of your face. <laughs> I'm going to just. Okay. Oh yeah, he wants to. That is a He's five out of eight. Them. That hits roll damage. He's going to pound them hard. Eight. Okay. That I don't want to do this. <laughs> so, I'm just pissed because somebody keeps shooting me. Chris is, I noticed Chris is missing an arm and he's somehow got his jaw locked onto Cthulhu. I'm just like, first hit. Right on top of its foot. I get off and I'm like, I just slam right into where I presume it's knee. I'm just going to where I think that if I'm hitting somebody, if someone's hitting me, this is going to hurt. And finally, I just uppercut right to where I'm presuming again, where it's where the genitals are for the men are. <laughs> right? And just burst right into its guts. Okay. And, and I pull out and there's an arm. <laughs> with that, a portal. 
opens up behind Cthulhu as he falls. Oh, let's run. I look over I look over to Chris. It's like, Chris, you don't need to dig in here for your arm. It was still in the tentacle. He hadn't eaten it yet. Oh. I, I just go I just walk through the door like not looking at it. Just... I, I, I I'm gonna grab know. my arm and then go. I just pull my hand out of the Cthulhu's guts and it's just like yeah. I go through the portal. Okay. Everybody goes through the portal. Chris, as you walk through the portal, your arm's back. It's fine. All of you are fully healed through the portal. However, oh. we still have you the bearless. find yourselves surrounded by the vast emptiness of space. Oh, no. With Earth hanging in the distance like a blue and white marble. The lunar surface stretches before you, marked by craters and desolate beauty. In the near distance, the Apollo lunar module rests on Moon's gray surface, and the American flag proudly waves in the low lunar gravity. The sun casts long shadows across the lunar landscape, creating a surreal and awe-inspiring scene. This pivotal moment in human history, the moon landing, is frozen in time before you. You are all in spacesuits, so you can breathe. Okay. Hey, look, are it we wasn't, on hey, the moon or are we out like no, floating out in space? We're on the moon. I looked at everybody like, hey, look. I, I looked at everybody. Hey, guys, this wasn't a conspiracy theory. We actually did go to the moon. You look around, you're on a soundstage. Damn. <laughs> Imagine. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just like... feeling my arm going, <laughs> making sure it's real. <laughs> I looked at Chris. I'm I... like, what possessed you to bite Cthulhu? It's the person that popped my head. I'm just going to my head down, like, trying to be very I mean, your wife shot me. She shot me, too. Don't take it personally. I'm sorry. Okay, let's look around and see what the fuck is going on and why we're on the moon of all I I want to go over to the lunar module and try to see if... I look at her. I'm looking at my spacesuit. It's American. Uh, I want to see how high I can jump. Says NASA, American flag. All okay, right. cool. Um, Chris, you float away. Bye, Chris. And you, as Chris, as you jump in the <laughs> air, a comet <laughs> rips your arm off. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you make your way over to the lunar module. Suddenly, a sudden tech uh, technical malfunction occurs, jeopardizing the success of the mission. You must decide how to address the issue. You can either attempt to fix it yourselves, or contact mission control somehow for guidance. I don't know how to fix this shit. I mean... Oh, well, I mean, I'm good with tech. Right now. Yeah, you're good, you're good with tech. So, try. I don't know if the. Right, go for it, Elliot. Go for it, Elliot. It's best right. shot. We'll test it, see if my abilities transfer over. All right, so you want to try and repair it yourself? Yep. Or at least. All right. Should I, should I try to repair like a radio or something first, or do you want me to try to repair it myself completely, guys? I don't know. It's a lunar module. Yeah. It's not important. Maybe try. 
just a radio for now? Is there yeah, a radio? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to... Well, they, con they contacted NASA somehow. Usually, it's in their spacesuits. Yeah, not back in then. I don't know. Yeah, they they ha still have the thing. Oh, it was I'm going to figure out communication. <laughs> it was like this big in the back of their packs. Oh. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, there. I mean, there's really no radio to work on. All right. If there's nothing else, we can, I can try to fix it. Yeah, go for it. I'm going to attempt right. to use my goggles to help me with this, though, if I can. Okay. Um, so you will have to negate the spacesuit and put on your costume. Is, is this, that. like, inside, like, a sealed environment that I'm going to be nope. working on? The lunar module was out in the open. So I went to it. Uh, don't, yeah, you're just going to contact my goggles, then. Lunar module's still there. Um, right. All right, so it's going to be a series of checks. Okay. Uh, it's going to be technology checks. So give me the first check. One. Give me another check. Yeah, so well. Two out of four. Oh. I'm rolling. That's passing. That's two. Don't be mad. You rolled three Give nat ones in a row. Another check. Two out of four again. And one more. Three out of four. Okay. If you would have crit failed another one, you would have lost. So, opting for self repairs on lunar module, you embark on a hands on approach to address the technical glitch. You use your skills and knowledge to troubleshoot and fix the issue, and you successfully resolve the technical glitch, ensuring that the lunar module functions optimally. Your self-reliance and expertise in overcoming challenges contribute to your sense of accomplishment. I did it, guys. Now, That's good. Everybody give me a perception check. Do I have to? Yep. <laughs> Six out of eight. Five out of eight. Five out of the world's going to explode. <laughs> uh, seven out of ten, GM. Okay. Ten out of ten. Okay. Kara, would you get one out of four? Oh, no. Okay. Kara is blinded by the sun. Um, not there, Apollo. He's not that sexy. So, <laughs> while exploring the lunar surface, you stumble upon an otherworldly artifact of unknown origins. It, it emanates a mysterious energy and presents you with a choice. You must decide whether to bring the artifact back to Earth for scientific study or leave it undisturbed on the moon. I vote we take him. I vote we leave it alone. I vote we leave it alone. Leave it alone. Yeah, leave it alone. All right, we'll <laughs> leave it alone then. Is it unanimous? Yep, yes. I'm fine yeah. with that, yep. Okay. You choose to leave the alien artifact undisturbed on the lunar surface. This... Option prioritizes the caution and respects the unknown nature of the extraterrestrial objects. 
By leaving the artifact untouched, you avoid potential risk and uncertainties that arise from bringing it back to Earth. This decision, though, also means that the mysteries surrounding the extraterrestrial object remain unresolved and any potential benefits or risks associated with studying it on Earth are forfeited. This is short-lived as a portal opens up. Hi, Doctor. Okay. Everybody? Yep. Yeah. As you walk through the portal... You find your clothes have changed once again. Most of you in leathers and cloths. You find yourselves in a familiar place. A small village. Mm -hmm. There are numerous children running around. Most look to be other species. A young woman approaches you and stands in front of you, her arms crossed. She has long black hair done in braids. Her ears pointed slightly. Her clothes look tattered, but not in disrepair, more like their work clothes. Goggles sit atop her head, and a large gun sits on her hip. She looks to you and speaks. Um, who are you, and what the hell are you doing here? And that's where we end tonight. Ah! Charlie. Yeah, so, like I want to remind everybody that we are off for the next two weeks. We are taking our normal break in between the chapters, but we also have Thanksgiving is in a week. Um, so we will be taking the you 19th mean in two weeks? The, the next week. Yeah. Um, so we will be taking the 19th and the 26th off. We will be back on the 3rd for our final sets of chapters. So, our final three episodes of Chronicles of the Damned, the final production for the year before Campaign 2. So, um, this cliffhanger, we'll sit here for two weeks. Um, yeah. Evil bastard. So, I want to thank everybody for watching. And as the pages of the Chronicles of the Dam close for now, the echoes of your adventure shall linger in the annals of time. May the tales you've woven inspire dreams and kindle the fires of imagination. Until we meet again, remember that the realms of wonder and mystery await your return. Farewell, brave travelers, until the next chapter unfolds in this ever-changing storybook. Safe journeys. May destiny's embrace guide you onward. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.